Hey everybody, welcome to another episode, another delightful episode of the Collective Podcast. Um, this is going to be an awesome one. I'm super excited to talk to Khan Muftik. Khan does all kinds of stuff, but uh, I'll have a link to his work so you guys can see, but he does a lot of um, concept art stuff and illustration and and generally just he's an artist um, and he works in uh, movies and games in the movie and game industry um, where you create like what all kinds of stuff right like I imagine what you do storyboards and, and color themes and all kinds of stuff and I don't know yeah well first of all just just let me thank you for inviting me to this wonderful podcast I'm, I'm a fan I've been listening to it for a while now actually I've got attracted to it when uh, someone posted a link to it I think it was David Levy, um, when you had G-Monk on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the original one. Yeah, yeah. It's like number two. And, and you know what? I, over 10 years ago, I, I was actually a graphic artist, a motion graphics designer. And, and G-Monk was, at that time, sort of late 90s, early 2000s, he was the equivalent of Craig Mullins, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. He was... He was big it was i remember I, I would drool over his stuff not just me everyone i knew and and at the time i was working in switzerland this is about 10 years the, ago uh, over 10 it was late 90s and early 2000s damn uh, he's been dominating forever when when that dude showed up i mean that was that was an absolute dominance and and um when i've i mean you know 12 13 years later uh, someone posted into with him and and you know i I didn't lose any excitement about that guy and what he does. I just, I just went straight on, and I, and I listened like a little schoolgirl, all giddy and excited about you know <laughs> hearing that for the first time. Oh, so was, the podcast it, was the first time that connected all yeah, those never, things. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a really good podcast too, because he doesn't <laughs> give a shit, and I love that. You know, yeah. like he's just okay to be himself, and that's one of my favorite things about him because he just doesn't care. Yeah, I I was really. Um, uh, really enjoyed the way he's he's just you know a down-to-earth guy not not arrogant just opened up and yeah really nice for you know for a hero of mine so yeah i, I really appreciate it. and that's how i got attracted to the whole uh, podcasting and then i hooked up with you and now we're talking <laughs> yeah well you had mentioned you had messaged me on facebook that's been like a really interesting cool thing you know when facebook first came out i was like that shit sucks you know like i'd get jealous of like girlfriends that had like pictures of dudes on there or something you know I'm like oh. this oh this i hate facebook and i was super anti-facebook yeah. and um then i hated i never used it and then i started using it again and then i realized how amazing it is for artists to connect and share things and then i realized how powerful it is and then you know like i've had quite a few um guests on the podcast just solely off of a connection through facebook and you included and, and we were just kind of going off and talking and you was, i was like oh this guy knows what's up we were talking about some fundamental things and, and the reasons why we do stuff and you know um just some of the lessons and the things that we've learned throughout the years and and stuff and uh i was like let's yeah. do it. let's have a podcast and then on top yeah. of that you mentioned how much of a fan you are of utopia and i was like oh this is gonna be great we'll have to talk because uh mm -hmm. for those that are listening and don't know what utopia is it's a show that's out in uh, the uk actually i think david fincher just is bringing it to hbo um it, yes yeah yes that's the news yeah yeah which is awesome good for them um, yeah, you know, for American directors, there's not a whole lot that can handle that kind of originality, I think. But Fincher's got a real sense of 
dedication to the craft and i think that i'm i'm sure i'm sure it's in good hands <laughs> yeah yeah i mean fincher's made some of the best films some of my favorites at least um from my opinion and so it, it's awesome but utopia is this really amazing show that i got turned on to from um i forget who turned me on to it but it was i'm a big fan of black mirror as well and, and it's kind of on yeah. channel it's on channel four out there right yeah, yeah, it's by Charlie Brooker. I don't know if you know that guy. He's quite a legend around here. He's, um, he's, he's, he had this series. I don't know if it started on YouTube even. Uh, I'm not sure, but he, he started like really small, just doing this uh, critics, uh, social, social reflection sort of videos. And he became really big. And uh, like he's, he's, a, he's just a legend now. You should you should check out his uh, tutorial how to make news reports. <laughs> <laughs> He's a it's really brilliant. smart dude. That's the dude that created um, Black Mirror, right? And he writes yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Mirror has this really um, this dark but realistic, and it's very much his own opinion on his um, his belief on on the social impacts of technology and all these kind of mm-hmm. things. And it's just to me, I, I look at Black Mirror. It's one of my favorite shows, and I look at it as like a, a modern day, a contemporary version of Twilight Zone, which is really awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, it's the whole it, it's the whole British thing, I suppose, where people. It's incredible. I've just, I mean, the guy who who directed Utopia for the most part, um, Alex Garcia. Uh, he also directed a few episodes on Misfits. I don't know if you're familiar with Misfits, but I think that show is also being now um, adopted for American audience. That's uh, that's just a room. I'm not not sure if that's. I've heard of it. I never watched it though. It has like an interesting it's, title sequence to it, right? It's okay. it, yeah. It's 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 really. Uh, I mean, it's one of these. You know, it's it's one of these wonderfully smart British shows where, where people come up with solutions uh, without money. Uh, uh, so good, and, and I've had a I've had a huge privilege of of uh, working with uh, with Alex Garcia, and and it was a blast. We we worked on his new show, uh, an upcoming show called Residue, and um, it's it's kind of like it, it's 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 kind of like Utopia, but I would say better, if I may. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's, Damn. Yeah, it's it's really really interesting. It's. Um, it's been written by the amazing John Harrison. Uh, it's, he, John Harrison is a guy who worked with uh, with Romero on the original zombie movies, uh, and I and I had a chance, a, a great privilege to, to to sit in the room with these two genius guys, absolutely amazing people. That's awesome. And sit day after day for hours, and we would just, you know, talk and and come up with ideas, and it was. That's you know, I worked awesome. on, 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 on a lot of sort of AAA games and, and big movies, and that's all wonderful, and I'm, and I'm really grateful for all of that. But, but this, was, this was contribution. You know, you never, you never really... I mean, you worked on, 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 on Ender's Game, right? And, and you did a great job, and it's, it's, all, it's, it's wonderful, but you don't really bring your, like, all of yourself. You don't really... You're not really asked for creative opinions for suggestions not not that much at least to my knowledge um when you work on like really large-scale projects yeah and, and it's just a big there's this, a lot of people involved usually yeah yes it's yeah and it's just so much money around and it's just, it, it there's so much pressure uh, and, and this was this was just literally just the director the writer and myself in a room 
in Matador Pictures, which is which is a production company here in London. Uh, lovely people, and they just we we just drank tea and we talked about all things you could possibly imagine. Amazing. It was it was, it was probably the most creative experience of my career ever. Wow. And and then you've been doing it for a long it, time now, huh? Yeah, I've been I've been I've I've been in sort of how should I say like advertising, games, movies for well, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. But I've been I've been concept artist only since uh, maybe for I don't know for seven years or something like that. Mm, okay. uh, but I've done all, all sorts of things, and, and this residue project is, I would say, one of the most. And you know what's a very ironic thing? Every concept, like any concept I've drawn, uh, um, we didn't make it. It was it didn't fit. It, it was basically all rejected because we. All three of us didn't feel it fits. Oh, you know crazy! What I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. There's like a maturity to it, yeah. And yet, I feel like I've contributed to that so much more uh, than on other projects where I where I just churn out, you know, tons and tons and tons of concepts and you know whatnot. This was just us sitting and talking about stuff and and coming up with ideas and talking about weird shit, just watching weird videos on, on, online or. Yeah, I, I'm really, really excited about this, and 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 I think it's going to be a great thing when it comes out. I think it should come out this summer or something like that. Awesome, man. That's uh, I can't wait. If you're saying it's going to be awesome, I'm really excited, and that's really. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think people that are listening to this that have been doing this for a while, I think they they feel it as well, or they they know that feeling. They understand like what that feeling is, you know, and kind mm. of what that. I don't know what that feeling is when you're really just you're just sitting there with creatives and it's there's no like ego involved you're just trying to make something amazing for the sake of just creation there's a bliss yeah, there's I mean, a bliss to that yeah John Harrison is is someone I actually knew I knew his work before I I really like the Children of June the the kind of four part TV show that was on. I really liked it when it came out, and mm. I've I've actually went out and bought the soundtrack. <laughs> cool. I really really liked it, and he wrote that, and I didn't even know it. I then ended up sitting in the same room talking to this guy, and I just realized later that he was actively, he was I think he even directed a few episodes. So it was it was really strange, and I mean he worked with Romero on the original zombie movies, which is just so fucking cool i mean it's like this guy and his stories i mean you can't even imagine seriously yeah that's really cool man i mean yeah like i was saying those and we were talking about like those opportunities don't happen a lot how did it how did you end up being in the room with these dudes like how did that happen uh it's it's really interesting because someone i worked with uh, a good friend of mine dom lavery who's a tremendous concept artist and Someone um, I worked with on Godzilla, on the upcoming Godzilla movie. Mm, okay. uh, we, we, we sat next to each other on Godzilla and, and we became friends. And um, when he got offered this job, I think he was busy, so he just uh, recommended me. Oh, cool. Uh, and and that's, that's how I got it. Boom, luck. But awesome yeah. luck. Yeah, that's and awesome. And good people. Good people. Yeah. Well, like Dom, Dom, yeah. Dom, is a, Dom is a great guy. I learned... When I was on Godzilla, I, it was my first big movie ever. I mean, I've I've never worked 
on anything. Like, I mean, I worked on big games before, like Batman Arkham Asylum and Batman Arkham City, which was which is a big deal. But yeah, those I, are really big games too, huh? Like, that's a <clears throat> those are I've seen like the commercials and stuff. I never played it, unfortunately. I should because I'm a huge Batman fan, but. Mm. Just never put time to it, but it looked like a really beautiful game, though. Like a lot of love went into it. That Thanks, was... man. It did. It did. It was. It was. It was a labor of love, and we we put everything into that. We really did. It was. I, I worked on on uh, in Rocksteady for about four years, and it, it was it, it was a special experience. And and those games, they like everyone involved put their very best so yeah it was a labor of love that's awesome and it was four years and what was your your like contributing like facet to that whole franchise what well, were you doing there i was hired mainly uh to do like um to establish what the overall look and feel of the games will be because i'm I wasn't much of a sort of a like a, a prop artist or a, i don't know someone who can draw a lot of details for days and now uh, you know i was i was more of a guy that will will just kind of do these atmospheric painting yeah i'm mood. not I, I used to be i used to be i'm not anymore like that i've, I've learned my lesson that was is is doesn't doesn't give you jobs doing that uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah originally i did that but in the process i've learned to you know i've learned the importance of of doing production art and and yeah it, it was it was a lot of work so i was mainly responsible for um kind of uh defining what what gotham city would look like and and that was huge fun because we didn't want to we didn't want to do what tim burton did and we also didn't want to dare do you what... no, i'm joking <laughs> no, no you want to I mean... no I'm, I'm just messing because yeah you want to make something new I would. I, we wanted to do what Burton did, but it's, it doesn't. <laughs> you can't do that, and you also can't do what Nolan did because if you do what Nolan does in the game, Chicago. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just Chicago. It's just dull, and it's and, and in games, which is which is the one thing that is different from movies. It, the gameplay is the king. Yeah, know? yeah. Gameplay comes even before the story. Um, so. so you always need to make sure that whatever you do, it plays well. Yeah. And, and we needed to come up with something that won't crash the machine, you know, consoles or whatever you were playing that will, you can load these levels fairly quickly, but still get something that is interesting enough. Um, so yeah, I was, I was working on that with, together with Lee Oliver, another fantastic concept artist and a very good friend of mine. And you guys so are all in the UK, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all UK. It's, we're all in London, London-based. Foggy town. How uh, much... No, no, actually, it's not. I'm not. I'm not from here. I'm. 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 I'm not. I'm not British, as you guess from my <laughs> weird name. <laughs> not weird. Don't don't judge yourself like that. It's a good name, uh, sir. It's a good name. <laughs> thanks. I'm not. And I when I when I first moved to London, I I expected these terrible uh, Jack the Ripper weather. Uh, <laughs> It's it's not. It really isn't. It's not. I, before I used to live in, in Switzerland, in Zurich, and I lived there for sixteen years. Officially, oh. I'm Swiss, even though I'm born in Bosnia. Uh, but uh, it, it's not much different to Zurich. It's actually okay. almost the same as in Zurich. It's just like like anywhere else in Europe, I suppose. A lot of gray cloud, overcast. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, 
I guess that makes sense because it's like where the band is. It's really wet there from what I've heard too. <clears throat> I just have a bunch of friends that live out there or come from there. And a lot of my friends that are here in like LA or San Diego, they're like, finally, sunshine. And they're like, I'm never going back because I love sun. <laughs> like I can get a tan and it feels good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm affected by the weather. So if, if it's like cloudy and rainy all the time. It's nice sometimes to have it. I love the I love a heavy rain, just kind of like stay indoors and eat, eat soup. But for the most part, I need the sun, or I go kind of batshit crazy, just because are I'm you, inside you, all the time. Are you born in in California or? Yeah, I was born in San Diego, and then I lived in Hawaii most of my life. So like I'm just used to it. So, oh man. So I can't <laughs> I can't not like have that. Like I can't I don't like the desert either. I'm not, I can't get into the desert. It's just, right. It's just like boring. I don't know. But I mean, there have been to beautiful parts of deserts. It just, I don't See, know. See, I'm a, I'm a very much a child of mountains. Oh, okay. Like my hometown, my hometown Sarajevo, is 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 surrounded by massive mountains. And then when I moved from there to Switzerland to Zurich, it was pretty much the same, just even bigger mountains. Mm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to go there too. That sounds really beautiful. Yeah, yeah, Swiss is uh, Switzerland. I hear is really awesome. Like it's a very special place. Yes, yeah. I need I need to go explore more over there. <clears throat> I think a lot more Americans need to go, and I mean I think a lot of people want to. It's just challenging to get across the pond there. But uh, I think it I think it's really I mean traveling in general is just just amazing. I think more people should mm. do it just because you you get to understand that you're not the most important thing and and. Uh, to accept and embrace difference and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's what would help. Yeah. It would help uh, a lot of the situation and a lot of the cavemen of the day, yeah. the modern day find themselves in these predicaments of just being jackasses. <laughs> yeah. But I think uh, traveling and experiencing those uh, differences would lead to some really good things, you know? So, but you know what I really find useful when I travel? I'm not I'm not much of a traveler, but every every time I do travel, the, the one thing that I find most useful is I get to think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, you I, have you're, to. You're traveling. You have to think. Yeah, you have and to be I'm aware making, and observe. Yeah, yeah. make a uh, conscious effort not to use internet or tab. I actually always when I even if, when I go visiting my family in Switzerland. I I try to stay away from internet, from tablet, unless I'm going to use it to sketch. Uh, but And it really is just all these, this clusterfuck of, of thoughts in your mind. It, it just, <laughs> it comes, it comes, it needs time, you know, it needs time. It's just always, it's just hovering above your head. And and, and if, you, if you calm down, if you, if you stop, if you switch off, it slowly kind of falls into place and you can, you can you're ready you're energized and you come back and, and you and you're inspired as well you, you you know it's that's that's traveling for me mainly yeah yeah same for me as well i think that's when you really do put some thought in because you're in a strange environment and then you have to you know so there's no there's no choice <clears throat> you have to be aware and of your surroundings and how you interact with those around you and stuff. I think it's really important, you know? So yeah, that's mm -hmm. indeed, that's indeed a truth. And I think that in Europe, it's interesting um, because I haven't been able to go around to Europe um, outside of Berlin. I've only been able to go to Berlin um, and I'm going to be going to Barcelona um, in May. So I'm really excited mm -hmm. about that. But I, um, what I would think is really cool, like in the, in, in America, we have 
the states you know it's like we have california and nevada and all that stuff and each state's really beautiful and they all have their own things to offer and you get to go travel around but in europe i think it's even a bit smaller than even america itself and when you go to different countries it's there they seem so close like i didn't realize it when i was in berlin i was like i could just go like (laughs) i could drive like an hour and be another country it's like yeah (laughs) so it's crazy for me because in i mean i guess i'm kind of close to mexico but i have to drive for like three days to get to Canada or two days or something, just driving straight, you know, to get to Canada from where I'm at now. And there's only two countries around us. So there's just a difference in that. And so there's a totally different culture. There's a different um, language. There's a whole different like way of doing things. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's a trip. It's really cool. Mm, yeah, yeah. I want to. I, I like get Ber- back Berlin as well. Berlin is great. I've been. I, I keep going there. My wife has a uh, family there, mm. and I also have some friends. Um, I don't know if you know them. Uh, Marko Djurjevic, the guy who runs Six More Vodka. Yeah, uh, I. I don't know him, but I wanted to meet him when I was out there. Um, yeah, his work is really impressive. He's. The guy works a lot, huh? He's like a. Fucking, oh. He's like a beast, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, you, I, I know all these people. I've, I've, I've lots of these really good friends. Um, I don't want to name anyone because if I leave someone out, they're gonna get pissed. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah. It's I have all these crazy good friends, uh, and, and you think if before you know them, like if you get to meet some of them, you'll kind of like brush off some of their skill. Or you just kind of learn something bullshit. You won't learn shit, man. They're, they're just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Uh, I, actually, just like every now and then, I, I forget. I forget what they do, and then then I see what they do, and then I was like, "Oh, fuck!" fuck <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's deliberate practice. Some of the most amazing artists and just Pete Craftsman that I know is just they have an insane deliberate practice of um, repetition and getting things done like at the range that they need. Like they make a decision, they have the discipline to do it and determination to finish it. You know, and like they just they just have that belief in themselves and i think at the end of the day that's usually what um sorts out like the amateur to the pro that i've noticed you know i've been doing a lot of reading on all this kind of stuff as well like what makes a professional professional and how to apply that to myself uh Mm. because it's like almost like i look at myself as like a monkey in a cage and then like (laughs) i look at the other monkeys and i'm like i want that banana and then i figure out Oh, that monkey got the banana. How did he do it? You know, and if you just look at it really simple, it's like, oh, this guy made a book. And 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 if you realize that we're all just humans, and it's not like what well, this one guy is better than the other one. It's just, you know, it's way that you approach these things. You know, so I don't know. That's kind of how it's, it's all about that. It's all about the state of mind. Yeah, uh, I I'm going uh, quite regularly to live drawing classes. Oh, good for and- you. Thanks. Yeah, that's that's that is that is good for me. <laughs> yeah, it's good for anybody because, that does the art. Because really, you, know? you know what? It, it's the one thing. It's first of all, it's the most honest, the most ancient type of visual art, I suppose, in a way. Uh, it's 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 just you. It's 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 drawing surface and some you know stick of burnt wood. Yeah, it's charcoal. It's it's so pure and it's so unspoiled of all the trickery and 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 cheats and shortcuts it's just you uh your 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 subject your your materials and that's it and i love it and i absolutely love it and and i there's one thing that i've noticed going to these live drawing classes regularly is you know sometimes i would 
have a really good session, I would be all smug about myself and I, and I, would, I would go home happy and sleep well. <laughs> and then other times I would draw and I would just sink into this hole of depression and just self-doubt and it's just, <laughs> it's just so distressing. And why can't I do that? And, and the worst thing is like if you have a session a day before, which was great, and then the next day, the session is worse and it doesn't make sense, right? Because you, sh you should be always progressing the more yeah. you do. Well, that's not really true because progressing is, is not just a matter of your hand moving around. Progression is all about your state of mind. State of mind, yes, exactly. It's all about it. And we, we like my, my good friends, there's a lot of guys going to these classes. Uh, uh, we always go at least once a week. Oh, that's we good. You have a support group to go these things with. Oh, yeah. It's it's like um, it's like AA. It's like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's good to have that. Because yeah, it's it creates um, it's easier to create these habits when you have a support group. It makes it a lot easier. The way we see it is just we we say okay, we go for a beer uh, and let's just do a few drawings before we go for a beer. That's that's how we see it. Cool. Yeah, um, that's a good way to look at and it. Yeah, yeah, that's how we do it. And we have our pub where we go to, and it's and it's like everyone's then you know everyone rants and and talks shit and and we just exchange ideas and we basically inspire each other. You know. Yeah, but what, that's awesome. But what we figured out is that really, uh, particularly life drawing, which which requires a lot of focus, it, it's it's really just all about how how you approach. It. What's your state of mind? Yep. And 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 if you're stressed, if you had a stressful day, and and, and you feel like you know you still there's still that cloud of things hovering above your head, and and you haven't quite let go of it, and then you come to life drawing, and you're stressed for a million reasons, I don't know, bad food or bad job or argument with your partner or friend, whatever, uh, and, you, and you sit down to draw and it doesn't work and, you, and, and your first reaction is just kind of angry. Yeah, and, and yeah, frustration. It happens even to the most like peaceful hippies uh, that I <laughs> it, it really have, they just get like, terribly frustrated. I've seen people walking out. Uh, it's, it's like really, really angry. Uh, I've been close to that myself. And that's, that just shows that you need to kind of, I know it sounds cheesy, but you need to kind of meditate. That doesn't um, sound cheesy. I don't know why people think that meditation and yoga and all that stuff is cheesy. It doesn't make sense I to me. I do yoga. I, I do yoga. I have no shame in saying I, I do yoga. I meditate. I do, I do all of this stuff. It's, it's just when you say this to people, they kind of go like, huh. So you're one of those. Well, we got to change that because it's really ridiculous, you know? Like, I don't know, the stigma behind these healthy, like, good things for yourself. It's just weird that people are... Uh, whoever whoever started the the, the craze of, of making fun of this stuff is just a jackass because it's healthy. It's good to have these things. It's good to have a good connection, internal dialogue with yourself because the further out of reach that you are with yourself is the further out of reach you are with everything around you, the world and in entirely everything. And the most important person in this world is yourself, you know, and when, when you disconnect it, everything else falls, you know, just just wow, me out. That's so true. That is so true. Well, you just yeah, you gotta think about it. You know, like if 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 you're having a bad day, um, everything else falls. You know, like everything, um, and it's up to you and your choices to like create a better situation for yourself. You know, and 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 that comes from knowing yourself through internal dialogue and understanding like what you are in need of. You know, it's like a child mm -hmm. when a child cries or you know is in is in need of of 
of a f their family or whatever it might be um that's you know it's a matter of understanding what that child wants and i think it's like when you're when you have a child and it, and it's, it doesn't understand the human language yet and then, um but it, it does emotions and stuff and so it, as a child emotionally a lot of people are childish emotionally they don't understand when their body's telling them something <laughs> how to that's, listen to that good. you know so they'll yeah, just kind of like uh you know like that's gay because it makes me feel <laughs> weird you know like and i remember being like that as a kid you know i'd be like oh that's gay you're gay you know this is gay <laughs> it's like that was the thing i just like this is gay and and when i find myself saying it now about anything i'm just like oh, i should I should hold my tongue here because if yeah. every time I have a real strong opinion about something, I usually regret it later because I'm like, uh, that I, that was not what I was what I really feel now. I guess. But at least you make a journey and you you reflect on that. You at least you you have you, to. You look back. Well, you know how many people don't do, like the whole. Why don't they do that? That's weird. Uh, it's easier. <laughs> yeah, That's I guess. Much it's much easier. Look, I mean, uh, the whole healthy. I, I sometimes I, my wife is into healthy food and and she's she's really informed and she's she smart. she has a <laughs> she has a she has a blog on Facebook that she occasionally updates with some uh, raw food and oh yeah cool and, I need to follow yeah, yeah. this blog I love that stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um uh, look she's just entered the room and she's giving me a glass of red wine Thanks, oh there I mean. you go <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, uh, so she and and I and sometimes I would say to people like yeah this month we're doing like I don't know raw food raw raw just we're eating raw this month immediate reaction the very first reaction of people uh, is kind of defensive they feel almost as if I as if they need to defend themselves as if I I don't know if I judge them when I say something like that no you, you don't but I but I I know what you're saying and I and I know why that is it's because at least I think I know why is because when you are making a, it's, it happens to everybody. Um, your mind is self-sabotaging, you know? So when you make a, a growth or a movement or you feel like you're stepping outside the box, there's a part of your brain. It's part, it's, it's, it's what's been innate in us. I think since we were cavemen, it's the way that we stayed survived. It's the fight or flight kind of thing. And mm -hmm. it's, it's like, if you have a new idea or something that's a little outlandish, it's like the mind instantly, if it's not um, harnessed and you're not, you don't understand your internal child, I guess we would call it, then you instantly go to like defense mode and be like, that's stupid. But inside, inside I think it is that there's, they want that change as well. They just don't know how to do it necessarily, you know? That's just my take mm -hmm. on it. And I'm really, I'm saying this based off of my own experience with like these kind of things, you know? Because I've had like friends yeah, that but... are vegan and, and friends that deal this. And in the beginning, I'd be like, oh, it's gay, you're hippie, oh, you smell like patchouli, you know? Like that would be like my, yeah. that'd be my joke. And then later on in life, I go, ah, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's not all like amazing, but at the same time, um, it when I was latching out like that, it was just because I was insecure, you know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's yeah. no need to be same so here. insecure. Yeah, same, I mean, same here. I mean, same here. I, I know when, 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 when I remember when people talk to me about their healthy diet and and, and smoothies and stuff. Well, I, I, would just, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say anything, but I inside I was just like whatever. But now, uh, I mean, let me tell you, when we got our first Vitamix, which was recently, oh, dude, was you want to talk about Vitamix? Of getting a, a, a fucking ferrari yeah dude oh man we can <laughs> dude don't even get me started on vitamix dude like i it's, it's a fucking, game changer it's a game it's changer a game ch yeah <laughs> changes your life and i'm not kidding like it's a funny thing uh, i've been talking my friend andrew he's he's been helping me uh, edit the podcast and 
and mm -hmm. we uh i'm trying to figure out a way so that we can somehow generate some kind of I don't know, funding in a way to kind of pay for his time and his effort in this. Cause I don't care. I'll do yep. this shit for free all the time. Cause I just really love having great talks with great people. But, um, mm -hmm. what we were talking about is I, I don't like, I mean, I like, I like some things, but Vitamix, like I fucking love Vitamix. Like I'll do a Vitamix yeah. ad every fucking podcast because I love the shit out of my blender and it's so silly. Please do it. <laughs> I'll reach out to them. I bet they, I bet they wouldn't like my jokes or anything. <laughs> but are you familiar with Smodcast? Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin, um, Kevin Smith Kevin, stuff. Kevin Smith. Yeah. So basically, they do this flashlight. No, no, that, no. That's that's Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Rogan used, to, or maybe 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 the Smodcast does the flashlight too. I don't know. I never heard him do it. But Joe Rogan's podcast, he would do the flashlight. And then the flashlight, they dropped him because he was too edgy, too politi political. It was pretty funny. So you know you're pretty badass when like a company that makes fake vaginas is like, oh, we got to get out of here. This guy's too like crazy, you know? <laughs> it's, it's just, but, I was... but, like you can you can do what they did. I mean, and actually they did it in such a funny way. Uh, Kevin Smith and, and, and Scott Moser, they just did it in, a, in such a lovely, funny way. Uh, and it's fine, you know, if that's what it takes and you can do it, why not? I mean, it's, you know, if it's going to pay the bill, brilliant. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, well, what my my thing is, um, this this podcast, everything, doing this, dedicating my time, getting in touch with people like yourself, it's like, it's a gift to me as well. And, and, um, and if I ever do um, promote anything, it'll always be something that I believe in or that I use. Like, I use mm. Cargo website for my templates, like I use... Um, uh, harvest app for like keeping track of all my invoices and just like money so i would go through there and and i actually use it so that's the only time I, and and that's the only time i would ever like implement those yeah, kind yeah, of things yeah. you know i just because i have to believe in it you know if i don't then what the fuck you know so that and is, that's that that's really true. when everything kind of falls apart that's when it becomes insincere i think generally you, you should really only support things that you really feel passionate about or that you use and, and go back to the segue of our, our vitamix i mean shit i just finished a massive shake this from this morning what do you guys use with your shakes this is this is gonna be a vitamix podcast <laughs> i love it anytime i ever meet anybody that has another vitamix we just sit there and talk about did you make the soup did you make the ice cream and it's like I swear, you said it's a game changer. I totally agree. I, I, when I was on Ender's Game, I had gained like, I don't know, like an extra 30 pounds or something. And I was like, one day I looked at myself in the mirror. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Because <laughs> I've always been pretty skinny and lean. And I'm 30 mm -hmm. years old now. And, and, and when it happens to you when you get older as a guy, you just, the fat does, it just stays there. It used to just like go away. And I was like, shit. And so my wife oh, and I... Are you wife, telling me? I'm 37, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. So it's sticking like like fucking crazy to you, huh? <laughs> well, let, let, me, let me tell you something, what that did. Well, basically, it's, it started off with my wife slowly, but very clearly. She, uh, you know, she's a very, very smart woman. So she knows how to to manipulate me in a very, in the best possible sense. <laughs> to be good to myself. Yeah, that's uh, a good wife. And, she slowly but surely introduced me to, to healthy food and to, to smoothies and from some generic blenders to then Vitamix. Yeah, <laughs> and, baby. And and the the one thing and and I can really highly I really 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 mean this. If you're an artist and you're spending all day long in front of your stupid monitor, as you as we all do. Yeah. Uh, and you're not uh, probably not going to even go could it go to gym because very few of artists do. Uh, that's one thing that is really going to help you. I had a, a, a problem with focus, for example, before I started using these smoothies. Uh, I couldn't just sit there and 
you know, render stuff and draw details. And I, re- I, would, I, would, I would almost have to jump out of my chair. I was so restless. Mm. Um, and it, literally down to diet, down to uh, bad things that I've put in myself. So once I've started introducing healthy stuff and particularly smoothies, um, that changed. Yeah, I, stuff changed, and, and not only that, uh, I started losing a bit of hair. <laughs> uh, I felt like I'm going to start just little, just a little, but enough to annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah, and I was. Oh shit! I'm, I'm really. I'm like. I'm. I'm not a young guy anymore. Yeah, yeah. I hate that moment. You're just like, oh, really? But oh, it's not no. really like that. It really because uh, if you take it's a frame care of, of mind, yourself, though. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I start, I started. You know, I started. I started. You know, working out again. And I started eating ma- mainly eating healthy. And these smoothies, man. Yeah. They st- my hair falling. <laughs> literally, I'm not kidding. Literally, literally, that happened. Damn, uh, dude. So, so yeah, highly recommendable. And also, you might keep your hair. Well, there's always that. There's that saying that I have a couple friends that are really big into the gym and working out and getting buff and all that stuff. And that's not really my thing because I hate the gym. There's a bunch of weirdos there, and I just can't get over it. <laughs> so I train jujitsu. That's like my thing, and it's like one of my favorite things to do because that's it's, such a wonderful thing. It's it? the most amazing thing. When you were talking about like the, some of the stuff earlier, I was like, oh, this resonates really well with jujitsu. It's the same kind of thing with like life painting. It's the same kind of thing. Like you'll go there, you'll have a fucking king moment. You're like, I just dominated or i i survived i feel so good and then the next day you go if your head's not in the right place you get fucking di- annihilated you know and, <laughs> and it's so honest and direct because there's not there's nothing between you and this person your opponent it's just direct and it's physical yeah. and it's awesome but going back to all this other stuff i think it's all like it's all part of you know like uh, if we're we're all working we're sitting down and um, you're not you're not creating proper circulation for yourself and you know the internet's there and the internet's like hey come look at me I'm a bunch of boobs you know like this is gonna be amazing experience <laughs> you're gonna love me <laughs> the internet's so distracting and uh, and in and, and, and you end up not getting shit done and it's it's a really it can be very man it can be really taxing in the way you do things and i think that diet there's always that line that i was going to say my friends say is like you don't get abs in the gym you get them in the kitchen and True. so it's so you, if you really want to make a healthy change in your life if you can at least afford to do it you should change it with with your diet well um, just look at the athletes uh, in the recent past like i don't know 5 6 years versus athletes martial artists 15 years ago remember the old ufcs versus yeah they're they're athletes now yeah that they're like really serious professional athletes yeah Uh, i mean and and going back to that jujitsu thing you mentioned i i you know what it's it's such a great thing i i could recommend this to absolutely everyone as well so not just vitamix Go do jujitsu because it, it is one. I didn't. I just did it for like a few months. But okay. I yeah. I, I I did mainly Muay Thai. But it, go do jujitsu because my experience with that was was just wonderful. It's life changing. If if I if I ever have a child, I, I'll probably suggest my child to go do jujitsu because it, <laughs> it is the most wonderful thing to do. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Yeah, um, it's just really special. I tried to get my daughter to go, and she 
wimped out at the last minute and didn't want to do it. So, because sometimes I mess with her and I put her in submissions just to mess with her. <laughs> and then I think she like she was like, yeah, I can do this, yeah, whatever. And then she started like getting afraid because like she was like, oh crap, like when I tell dad to stop, he st- stops. Maybe these guys won't. And you know, she just let <laughs> she let her fear get the best of her, unfortunately. But and I don't want to force it on her. But yeah, I think for a child, for anybody at any age, really, if you want to do it, like it's. Go find a local dojo or a studio or whatever, um, a gym or somebody, and find some people that are down to train with you or are humble enough not to hurt you but want to learn with you. You know, I'm really fortunate. I'm I train at a at a dojo that's like fucking amazing. It's world class kind of, but it's got really amazing people. It's with Ten Planet System, which is like a newer way of uh, jujitsu, I suppose, and it's just mm-hmm. it's uh, derived around Eddie Bravo's like whole techniques who's who's been on joe rogan's podcast a couple of times and mm-hmm. quite a few times actually he's one of joe's really good friends and stuff and i've, been, I've had a chance to meet him in person a couple of times he's really really okay. nice and incredibly funny dude and and he seems like one of the happiest people because i think of the involvement that he's allowed jujitsu to have in his life and yeah i mean i say that i probably talk about it every podcast and it's I've, i had like a really amazing role last night and i'm finally starting to get it and it feels so amazing but it's really relatable to um, life drawing or just trying anything really difficult, you know. I think it all comes back to, like you said, it's all frame of mind, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, people normally wouldn't guess this, but like we, we would do um, real drills of just uh, keeping calm for Muay Thai fights. Yeah. Just because you have, you have, I mean, you have a minute of a break. In between the rounds, and in that minute, you you have to collect yourself. Yeah, you have to rebuild. Yeah, after being in a fucking brawl, I mean, it's it, once the ring bells. I, I, I wow, I, I, it's it's really it's really hard to collect yourself in that minute, and it just flies. Whereas these other three minutes where you fight, they're they're so long <laughs> yeah man yeah i can imagine i've um i've yet to do any of that or um yeah but that sounds ridiculous but it's like you were talking about it's it's the way of composure it's a way of re- rebuilding yourself so that you're prepared and ready for this next situation or whatever whatever it ha- may be i always like freak out when i watch like ufc i've been watching it since the beginning as a kid and now big it is now and it's just like i can't any of those guys that have made it there winner or loser or whatever they're all made out of steel like they're just really crazy they figured it out um and they're nuts you know and and mm. nerves of steel man you go i've been to a ufc match um and it's just the the energy these guys i can't watch that i can't i i can't watch i don't know what's what, why is that uh, a, a pro, i've been probably because i've been in those well it's not ufc but i've i've been to to competitions and I, I just, I go, I, I went a few times to watch fights and I just felt so much anxiety. I just felt <laughs> shit because I, I think I feel with it. It, yeah. was, it was not nice. It was, I, I remember every time I would go, I would just, just before the fight would start, I would just, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I doing this? I used to watch it to go to sleep. <laughs> no, I, literally, I can't, like, I fought myself. And, and and I've broken so many bones and, and I've been hurt and everything, but I 
you know, I can't watch it. I think it's it's, it's so violent. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. I mean, a lot of people are like that. My my father-in-law, he can't stand it. He can't watch it. Um, because I think that same thing, he gets like, he gets, um, emotionally engaged in, a, in the worst of ways where he has a ton of, uh, what do you call that? Empathy, I guess. So mm-hmm. when, when somebody gets punched, it feels like he gets kind of punched or his imagination, his imagination, mm-hmm. what a, that must feel like, you know? And yeah, mm-hmm. that totally sucks. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it really well. Cause I was, I mean, I yeah. remember. Yeah. You just, it was, so it's like, you're getting flashes of that it. That was a long time ago. That was, that was long. I, I mean, these days it's just, it's just fun and games. These, I have this wonderful little gym here in London where I go to, there's this bunch of really nice people. And, and if we spar, we spar very gently and it's playful and it's, and it's weird, you know, it's, it's fun. Um, it's not like it used to, I mean, I've, I've, I'm also married. I'm 37 as well. So I, I, I'm not in my early twenties <laughs> floating out of my ears. I don't prove myself to whatever. I just, I just do it for fun now. Yeah. Well, I think that's what you should always do it as. I mean, unless you want to be really crazy professional, of course, then you have to change your, mentality towards it all but i think that um i think in general you should just do this stuff for the sake of just wanting to create really cool or just do your do do it for pleasure in a sense where um it brings you fulfillment and enjoyment it's not always going to be easy i remember when i made a conscious choice to do jujitsu i said to myself internally say give this a try and really just love it and no matter how, because I get really obsessive with everything, I was like, no matter how much my obsessive voice says, like, yeah, you know, you got to go every day, and you need to get the black belt, and you need to do all these things, um, I have to silence that every day, basically, because I have to go, like, who cares? Who cares about belts? Who cares about any of that stuff? Just focus on exactly the moment that you're in, and that's the only thing you can try to control, you know, and everything else, you know, just let it be what it is, you know? And it's been interesting. Wow. It's been a good one. It's a very mature way of doing it, I think, because it's allowed me to clear my mind and grow faster. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah, clarity, absolutely. the clarity of thought, is like the biggest gift that you can give yourself. I've been reading. Uh, there's a book that I'm like kind of currently engaging in. I think you might really like it or benefit from it. Anybody actually too. Um, it's my friend Anthony Jones turned me on to it. Um, it's called um, Eat That Frog, I think eat that frog i posted okay. it i posted it up on on the feeds the other day but um let's see on facebook yeah it's on facebook um let's see yeah i, did, I don't i i kind of slowed down facebook a bit now you should i don't think people should spend more than like 15 20 minutes on, on the social networking stuff a day personally that's what my feeling is um but you know why you know why it's, it's because as you as you said like you started with Facebook, and it was a like, rather negative thing. Uh, photos of ex-girlfriends, and just it was just this private thing, and this just just ugly. And now <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's a wonderful sort of professional and inspiring thing. And and I want to keep it as a wonderful, inspiring, professional thing. I've yeah. I've wiped out most of my private stuff. There's hardly any sort of private photos of me. It's hardly maybe just a couple or something. Um, and it's mainly. Uh, therefore, um, just basically connecting to other professionals and and as a gallery, I, I I every now and then I'll I'll put something up, and I'm I'm purposefully I'm not doing too much of it either, yeah. Because I I f- I feel so annoyed by these 
attention seeking twats <laughs> that just keep they keep choking internet with their shitty sketch and everything needs every thought needs to be shared every little fucking sketch <laughs> every line they make they needs to straight go online yeah and they're like oh like me like me look at me it's honestly sometimes i open up my facebook and it feels like i've i've opened a, a door and there's a room of people screaming <laughs> Saying, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. That's how it feels sometimes. Like. And, and, yeah. and I just, uh, having said that, I was, I was caught and I was doing exactly the same thing myself on forums before. And it's like, and, and because of that, I'm kind of disgusted at that. I, because yeah. I've, I've overcome that. I don't, I don't need a million likes to, to, be, to feel good about myself. I don't need a million people that I've never met and that I'll probably never meet in my life to to press a little button that will tell me, oh, you did well. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a weird thing, right, psychologically. And I think that's what Charlie's bro uh, broker, Charlie Broker is his name? Yeah, Charlie Brooker. Brooker, yeah. He, he's tapping into all these um, things. I think he's like, hey, he's screaming it from the, the rooftops. You don't need this shit, you know? You really don't. Yeah. And, but I think that's a maturity thing, what you said. You, you, you used to do that. When you were immature, maybe maybe you were feeling yep. um, insecure about your abilities, and you wanted validation, oh, you know. And and of and uh, we all want validation, you know. Like validation helps, but at the same time, um, if you're an amateur and you're trying to be, if you're trying to make it to that next stage, I kid you not, it's all mindset. And that mindset, the first thing you need to do is is cancel that that um desire because you will spend so much time and energy trying to please others when you should just be yes. pleasing yourself you know yes and, and figuring I mean, out what it is that you need to do yourself you know i've listened to craig mullins a few years ago and that's what it Lucky. Where everything changed i haven't heard any of his stuff i want to hear it was it like was it a live talk or something that you did it was it was a, it was a, one of these norman workshops mm. um, that i paid a lot of money to <laughs> anyway they're worth it, though. They're uh, no, so good. Was, I, got, I, got, I got one thing from it, and I think that one thing was worth the whole money. And it was just this one sentence he said, and, and it's not even his sentence, something someone else said. But anyway. Um, You're ready for it, though. That's said, good. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 and, it's, and it goes like, if you were the last person on earth, and you know there's no, and you would just know everyone else is gone. And there's never, ever going to be anyone else in the world. Would you still be drawing and painting? I think that's the question that every one of us needs to ask themselves. Yeah. Is this the thing you actually want to do? Or is this the thing that will help you dress yourself up into, uh, into, into, um, into this artist figure? If you, want to if you want to represent an artist and if you want to believe you're an artist or, or whatever, to brag that you're working on, on games or movies, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Or do you actually do you actually like sitting down and drawing? Would you be doing if you were on an island alone and you would never see anyone else? No one's ever going to see your stuff ever. Would you still draw? And and that was the that was the changing point for me. Uh, How was what was your answer to that? What was your answer internally to that? It took me. I think it took me a year to to answer it to myself. Well, I love your honesty. That was, yeah, because the, the hardest thing ever is to be honest to yourself. Yeah. 
as yeah. you know that's that's the well because the we're so thing. deceiving though you know your mind is oh. so deceiving <laughs> it's, oh. it's it the monkey mind or whatever old. yeah the... yeah with the mind your own mind comes up with the best most creative tricks because it knows you and, best and, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. And, and then it took me it took me about a year to really deal with myself honestly deal with yeah. myself and, and and then after a year i realized yeah do you know what i actually really like drawing I really, I, I, I liked it. I, I, I was raised by an artist. My dad is an artist. Oh, and cool. Come from an artist. Family. I love. Did yeah, he do I it out of passion him. as well? Yeah, and from, he was quite successful as well. Oh, good. That's awesome. Weirdly, listen to this. My wife's father also is an artist. And weirdly, they went to the same school. Huh, that's the cool. The same art school. So your, art, your, your wife is an artist as well? And no, because her brother... Yeah. Her father and now her husband, myself, we're all artists. So she's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Fuck this! Too much, too many people in this party. I gotta get out of here." <laughs> but she's, she's the one who can. Uh, she, I think she's she's one of these people that has like a like a natural uh, sensibility, like a gift. She can she can draw without ever being taught how to draw. That's good. Is, I'm so jealous of that. <laughs> you probably are the same, exactly the same way, and I think a lot of people are too. And and I think that's what makes art so special. And I think that's one thing that resonates on all these podcasts is, is a, an incredibly honest um, look into people's whether they contribute themselves to the craft or it's just like them having fun with what they're doing. It's like you can tell right away, especially if you're a senior, like you're a veteran, you've been through a lot of this shit. Like you can tell when somebody's really enjoying themselves or putting their all into it you can tell pretty instantly and i think that yeah um you know as a kid i mean that's what that's one thing i really love about mobius's work because i can tell he's just he's just having a lot of fun with it in his mind you know he's, he's willing just to mobius. go there yeah you know and, and i think craig mullins is a great example that you brought up as well he's one of those guys I've, I haven't been able to chance, have a chance to listen to him talk or anything. I don't know him personally, and I have, I've only read interviews and stuff, but he's one of those guys that um, managed to really kind of find the, the fundamental part of himself, you know, like the fundamental reason why he's doing it, and then um, capitalize on it. I mean, not to not to mention that he went to Art Center and stuff when it was crazy, and, and uh, a lot of these guys, um, but there's a common thread with a lot of these guys, because I, I don't just study art, the, the sense of art, I actually study humanity, and the human uh, condition of how a human can be amazing, like a machine, I suppose, you know, like how how can you be amazing at what you do? Because to me, that's more important than learning how to draw. Because if you can be amazing at what you do, you can figure out how to draw exactly. even even faster, <laughs> or just exactly. anything. Yeah, because it's a mindset, you know. It's like, and but that's and, why you have people, those freaks who can, who have like a degree in science and then go and become artists and then go on and become I don't know, save, I I, I don't know. They're just over ambitious, amazing people. Just people to do like three, four careers, yeah. it's because they are in the state of mind that allows them that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely, and it's, and I think you're hitting it perfectly. What's cool too is like, uh, you don't have even close to a Chinese accent at all, but like what you sound like sometimes, the way you pronounce words, you sound like Bruce Lee a little bit. <laughs> so when you, when you, like you must close your mind and like, I'm like, oh, this is, I feel like I'm talking to Bruce, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I know if, when my wife listens to this, she's going to laugh because she sometimes tells me, I, when I first came to UK, I had a, a, a very bad American accent. So 
an American immigrant accent. And now I have a dry hard British accent, which must be so <laughs> painful for people to listen to, I suppose. And I'm sorry for that. I really apologize for that, but I'm trying. Hard. No, I don't. I don't want you to apologize. I'm not saying it to make you feel bad or nothing. I think it's cool. No, no, I'll, no. I get it. Yeah, well, like I, you know, Thanks, I don't know if you've ever heard. Have you ever heard Bruce Lee talk and stuff? Because he's he's another Man. one of those people. I think that was one thing I was talking about with a friend of mine the other night. I was going to say like <laughs> we're so lucky to have. Um, the world that we live in now, I mean, it's, 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 it's up to you what you want to take from it, but we're so lucky to have, if you really want to be anything, you're, it, the biggest, the biggest obstacle you could have is just to really focus on what it is that you really want to do. That could be the most challenging thing. But the, the greatest thing is that you can instantly go onto the same called a computer and access the internet, which is like a massive hyper brain of information. And you can instantly go, okay, well, I want to do this. So how do I do this? And when people come to me or they talk to me about being bored or something nowadays, I just want to like punch them right in the face and be like, get yeah, the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah. Like you're wasting breath, you know, like you're just, yeah, you know, yeah. go use your brain, like go do something with I your time. I don't even understand that concept anymore. Honestly. Yeah. What's I, I bored? Don't, yeah. I don't, I don't even <laughs> understand the concept of being, how can, what, how yeah. can you even be, I, I don't know what to, where to place. I need to make a conscious effort to switch off like i i need to sit down like every night i have i have this program of things i need to do to just calm the fuck down to stop it <laughs> yeah do you know what i mean yeah absolutely because the world is so fucking amazing you know it's like that funny not funny but there's that scene i don't know if you've seen it but in american beauty where the guy is watching the trash can in the wind oh, of course and he's just like it's just the world it's so beautiful. <laughs> and I swear, I feel like that all the time. There's just these beautiful yeah. moments in, 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 in the <laughs> That's world. That's a great example. But they, that movie it spoke to me so strongly as a kid when I first saw it. It's one of those movies that I just instantly, I was like coming Absolutely. of age. I was a teenager. Uh, must have been like, I don't know, 13 or 14 or something. I went and saw it in the theater by myself. And then I watched it again five times in a row or something like that. Some ridiculous amount. I lived in uh, in Maui at the time, and they had this like kind of shitty um, movie theater, and I would be able to sneak in uh, through the front because my friend worked there. So I'd just be, I'd pay for one ticket because I always wanted to make sure I paid, and then I'd just go back again <laughs> and go watch it repetitively. It. That, yeah, it was one of those movies that spoke to me though, and that, in that one moment, I remember thinking to myself like, "Yeah, that's actually a moment where you, where all your life you've been blind, and then all of a sudden you open your eyes and then." And the sun hits you and you feel it and then you your eyes focus and you and then you go like man i've been in darkness and then this is actually there's beauty everywhere it's just a matter of how you look at it it's your perception of the world around you and the potential you know and i think that's a real that's a way of looking at life with its ult ultimate potential and i might sound really incredibly optimistic right now i'm not always like this but for the most part i try to always be as conscious as i can about being optimistic you know because that's, that's when all you, we can do ash yeah, that's all we can do. Well, that's when you're really living, though, you know, and that's when you really have the right people in your life. That's when you're really in bliss. You're in harmony with yourself and your true potential. I think is when you're, when you're willing and 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 you're outgoing enough to to the sense where you're allowing good into your life at a constant rate, where it's almost overwhelming. But it doesn't come from like, oh, this guy likes my painting or this like those. Those are very awesome, but it's the it, that's the surface. It's actually. Like you sit there and you just listen, 
you know hmm. you can be listening to like yeah. somebody breathing and being like well wow, it's really amazing that like they're breathing right now like what a what a crazy thing to think about that and think about all the things that's going in their body to to make that happen you know and and just like i you know. i i couldn't agree with you more because it, i mean i had i had few of those epiphanies in my life uh, there was there was a period of my life which i don't want to go too deep into it but uh, probably you can guess as the fact that i'm from bosnia means that i've been uh, i was in in war uh, i'm i was a war refugee and um i had a few moments where i it was kind of like you know it was it was close it was a close call and afterwards you kind of you, you do have the moment of epiphany and you do go like fuck you know this it is good what we have and and without sounding too you know optimistic as you said is you do learn how to appreciate things you know yeah man you 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 don't need to go as far as 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 my experience but yeah unfortunately it seems like a lot of people have to go that far in order to really shake up themselves enough to be observant mm -hmm. of the actual world that they live in you know but yeah that's interesting too for me, it was very obvious when I was uh, when, when we escaped from Bosnia from war, uh, and then went to to Switzerland after a while. Um, and and I, I, the only school that would take me uh, was a school of modern art. <laughs> hmm. Weirdly, and I did I did like a, a one term of fine art school in Bosnia, uh, which was like this proper old Eastern European school of art, kind of like Ilya Repin. Uh, legacy kind of school uh, so that's where I started off and that's what I wanted to do and and then I came to Switzerland as a refugee uh, and all like every school would just reject me and at some point I was even told like well you're not from here you don't speak language fuck off uh, so the only school that would take me was this one school and it was school of modern art and I was very grateful for that uh, but after a while you just you, you see other students, and they're all nice people. They're really nice people. They were cool kids, I suppose. But because they weren't aware of the things that happen around in the world, they were kind of in their little cushioned, beautiful world where they pretended to be more than artists. Uh, <laughs> they yeah. couldn't really accept me uh, uh, as one of their own. And, mm -hmm. and I remember that was really hurtful for me. You know, they would, they would organize exhibitions and and they would do these student parties and i was just a fucking outcast they never invited me to any one of those they never really like just just maybe a couple of them would talk to me and they just kind of didn't i, I think that most of them didn't even like me um mainly because they were ignorant you know they didn't open their eyes they didn't they didn't reflect upon themselves they didn't just you know a lot of them traveled and uh, and that's always a funny one, like when 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 rich people travel, they, <laughs> yeah, and they think they have this this picture of the, well, the the one sentence that gets me so gets me really aggressive is is when they say they have nothing but they smile. <laughs> My God, I, I just really, that makes me really angry. I mean, that's that's a typical statement of of ignorant. Western spoiled uh, idiots. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. No self-reflection or everything, you know what I mean? It's and almost it was sad that they don't a... have it, though, you know, in the sense that they uh, they just really don't know what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, they don't want to know because they, well, it's, for it's, example... It sucks. <laughs> me, there was, there was, there was, there was... There was another student, which was me, and this other guy called Thomas. And Thomas and I were the only foreigners in the school. And Thomas was literally, literally from a tribe in Africa, in Cameroon. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and, and Thomas and I, <laughs> of course, we got along. We, yeah. we were good friends, best friends. Uh, but we just had our little corner uh, where we would listen to jazz and just talk about stuff. And, and uh, Thomas... God bless him. He went back after that, went back to, to his village and he opened a school. He did a lot of charity work. He, he, he went to Europe to make something out of himself so he can go back and do some good, which I think is fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, this, that, that is a person. That is such an, an amazing person. But yeah. no one talked to him because he two of us were outcasts. We Perhaps were, that's your place, though, in that everybody has their place in the system of everything, you know? Yeah. It's, but that perhaps that was your place to be in, to be that outcast, you know, and to, to thrive in that outcast state of being, you know? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to but interrupt what you're saying. I mean, I don't want to talk bad about school because I don't think so. Great. I think you're talking about the people in general, I think. Yes, and I think we can all relate to that, you know? I mean, we can. I think people even on the other side of that can relate to that. I think people on both sides can relate to it because... I mean, I've been on, luckily I've been on both of them because it's really good to have both positions, you know, to understand why you would do that and then understand what it feels like to be on that position, you know, like, uh, it's always been like an interesting, um, I think it's just important to, to experience those things. And, and I think, um, in general, as an artist, as a creative, like sponge or like a person that's trying to say anything of some sort, you know, like I can't really say anything because I just draw like stupid robot dudes and and uh, and I work on films that I have a piece to do with, not a huge. I don't have a, a significant voice. I guess one of the most significant things that I guess I could say that I do is maybe the simplest thing is doing the podcast because of what I think it provides for people, and that's really important for me because it's important to give back. Of course. Of course. You know, because you can't just keep taking. But um, I lost track of what I was going to say, but I, um, yeah. No, just I, being, being within, you know, people. Don't, but listen, I mean, I, this school was great. I, I I mean, this was the school that was, um, you know, H.R. Giger went to the same school. Uh, okay, and cool. I think he was even, even one of the founders uh, of the school. And at, at some point, I even got to meet him. Uh, there was like a, uh, an exhibition of of former students and and I went to see it and and he was there and I bumped to him and we had a chat and I hear he's yeah, really, really sweet like a really nice guy. I met him twice. I met him twice actually. I met him once there and then years later when I came to UK actually, and I went to meet him for a business proposal to to work with him on a, on a game title, but it it just went down really bad. Mm. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work out. Uh, but yeah, it was. Is I still got to meet Giger and, and talk to him, and he's is really something. <laughs> yeah, they imagine the experience that a guy must have done. You know, I talk, I I bring him up quite a bit as, um, on these podcasts. I I really think it's uh, he's a prime example of a lot of interesting things to be aware of and pay attention to, and then also like 
kind of just I think if anything, um, just be really aware of his what he's been able to do and accomplish with what um, he finds to be interesting in his own style, which comes from in, deep inside himself with whatever it is, you know. And it's just mm-hmm. like maybe he just likes doing that because it's fun, you know. I think a lot of people like uh, get. I, when I was younger, I used to draw like really fucked up weird shit, and I just I just enjoyed it. Like it wasn't like I was trying to be evil or mean. It was not the intention ever. It was just like I enjoyed it. And I think the same thing, maybe I'm just guessing, but I, I've heard he has like nightmares or something. I don't know. I've read some stuff. So maybe it's a really horrible experience for him. But but um, a lot of people, I think, look at his work and be like, oh, it's so gross or disgusting or disturbing. And I look at it and go like, oh, that's cool. Like I relate to that because it's kind of like I see stuff like that sometimes too. It's just kind of twisted and messed up. But the world is, you know, so it can be very be like that but there's a beauty in that too you know there's a beauty in the this this the the um the the horribleness of things you know it's just on your perception of things you know yeah i I mean what most people don't know about giga for example is that he grew up in in most idyllic surrounding and hillsides uh, of switzerland uh, being raised by a pharmacist dad and, and just wonderful and 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 it's a guy, it, everything he does, but people think that he's some kind of freak. He does look kind of freakish. Uh, but yeah, he wears the he's, outfit. He's, the yeah. face. He's, he's, a, it's, it, he's art is, is projection of the stuff that he's afraid of because he grew up in this most innocent uh, surrounding. And when he kind of faced the world, once he got out of the fucking Heidi land of Alps and green meadows and... and <laughs> little forests and trees and whatever <laughs> beautiful he land faced, <laughs> he faced the real world and, and, and he was terrified by it and, and I, I, he is he's just the nicest sweetest guy that is just scared of life scared of the world and he his art is projecting his fears and that's mm. that's not to say that he is like that you know it's yeah. very important but perhaps psychologically, everybody relates to that because um, his fear and the way he's able to portray it into imagery is very relatable or it reaches at us in the chorus of sense, you know, like it speaks to people mm. gutturally, like it, it really works within them uh, internally. And that's really, um, it becomes a universal kind of thing, you know, it's like some directors, film directors really understand how to like tell a universal story in order for it to like, um, and people say there's a science to it and part of me agrees with it. Part of me doesn't, but there's a universal thing that if you really tap into it and you understand how to play the strings of that, you know, like you understand how to push people's emotions. And what's funny is like, there's people that there's so many people that just try to bite his style or try to do the same thing. And it never has the same, um, energy, you know, never, it never does because, uh, yeah. You, for me, it's like oh, my mind instantly goes like, oh, this is just like a geek. This guy's trying to do geeker work, you know. Like, and there's yeah. only one guy that can do those nightmarish images at that style, you know. <laughs> and it's funny, yeah. like it's funny how uh, it's not funny, but it's just like really interesting how he was able to really tap into that, um, and and make make him. It's so interesting the world that we live in. If you really sit back and think about, like, the dude is afraid of the world. The dude puts abilities to paint the dude makes really crazy imagery and then he's able to survive off of like making that imagery and portraying his nightmares and what what a weird society we live in and what legacy did he leave to us yeah alien 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was watching a little bits of it last night. It's just such a fucking awesome film, in like every sense I mean, of it, you know. Come on. Yeah, it's that a game changer. <laughs> for yeah. me, hey, yeah, for me that is. Uh, I, God knows how many times I've watched it. Do you know? Interesting fact that I've. Um, uh, I always tell to English speaking people uh, is, in my country, uh, you know how the film Alien was called and is still called. The Eighth Passenger. And I always thought, like I was a kid when it came out, and my parents didn't, wa- didn't allow me to watch it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I've, heard, I've heard them hushing about this film called The Eighth Passenger. Huh. So I, I kind of grew up with this terrible, terrifying film in, my, in the back of my head about this Eighth Passenger. Yeah. Um, and... And I watched it, and I watched it way too soon. I wasn't ready to watch oh, it. I was yeah. flat out. Yeah. And man, that eighth passenger fucked me up. So yeah. <laughs> I remember. But even then, I remember even when I watched it for the first time, there was something that was beautiful. So it wasn't just scary. It was, it was something that just um, had this caused a very, very good, inspiring reaction within me. Yeah. So it looked, it looked good. It sounded good. Oh God. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that was and, really. And I remember that, that even back in the day when I watched it. So I was, I watched it in the what early eighties or something. I don't know when I, I don't even know, but I was way too young. But when I did watch it, I, I think, I think it was like beautiful, but infinitely scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one of the films that I study a ton, and there's a lot of reasons why and all these things that I think of just when I study the film and I watched all the documentaries and commentaries and all that stuff, or as much as I can get my hand on. And uh, yeah, I think that that is, you're hitting the internal of it. It's not, if it was just like a one-sided film experience, it would just be like, you know, just monsters and blah, 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 and a chase scene and all that stuff. Like, that only gets so far. Like, that's how I feel like... I like I can't sit and watch uh, Transformers movies. I have friends that like love them. I just can't sit there and watch them. I can't. I can't do it. But I can sit and watch uh, like an Alien or like E.T. or something like that. I mean, it's just totally different films, but they're really amazing genre films. Um, but yeah. they, but they're not just one dimensional. And there's you that you 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 become uh, emotionally engaged with the characters and their story and with their feelings and their sensation of things, and it feels real and relatable. And then. Then you throw this really random thing in the mix of it, and psychologically, I think that's what really Scott is playing with in these things, and that's when he was really a magician. He still is very much a powerful magician of of the human psyche. David, same as David Fincher. David Fincher always says that, like, you know, like he just wants to borrow people's time so he can, like, you know, get them emotionally engaged in one way or the other, you know. And whatever the task mm-hmm. is at hand, that's what he's going to do his best to try and engage people mm-hmm. on. And um, so I think, like, when I watch these films, I just, um, they're just playing mag- magic tricks, really, you know, with your emotions. And the, and some guys are super heavy-handed, and, and most people will relate to that and like it. And then some people are a little bit more subtle about it and more abstract about it, you know. Yeah, but it's so difficult these days. But, I mean, for example, I worked on Godzilla, right? And and I don't know if you It's going to be fucking amazing. I don't know. No, I, I've... I, uh, I met the writers I in LA. I hope for that. Yeah. I, I hope. I hope. I'm like. I'm so hope because it feels like. It, I don't know if you're familiar with work of Gareth Edwards, the guy who made the movie. He made previously the movie called Monsters. 
Yeah, he like was doing like short films and stuff, right? Like his own thing. Yeah, it was it was working. It was, it was kind of like a, a Neil Blomkamp kind of guy. Yeah, very much, very very similar. similar Less three D, more like VFX kind of thing, uh, compositing and this sort of thing. And I saw monsters, and, and this is crazy story. Now I, I saw monsters. I was working in games, very happy and everything. And, and I saw monsters, and I thought, "Fuck, man, I would." really 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 like to work with this guy mm. i i would really, and, and that's where i had this moment of inception where where i kind of like oh shit maybe the movies you know i never even thought of working in the movies because i've heard so many bad stories my friend worked with me on batman games he is a film veteran lee oliver he's a he worked on big movies he worked with, like he he knows and he told me so many bad stories that put me off of working in films, so I never even considered it. But after I saw Monsters, I thought like, hmm, this is like someone like this. This is someone who actually brings that old school cinema and and inspires me. And, I, and, I, and I'm really intrigued. And after a long time, uh, I was given a call by a production designer and he told me like, yeah, we want you on this project and so on and so on. Yeah, so we're going to be working Godzilla. And I was like, fuck, and Godzilla. And I was like, I was I was trying, <laughs> I was pretending to be cool. Like, yeah, oh, cool, right? But inside, I was, uh, fuck, I was Super excited. Screaming. Awesome. Yeah, uh, and I was like playing it cool. Yeah, yeah well, cool. Um, and he said, with Gareth Edwards. Awesome, there and you go. My my heart stopped beating because I know this dude is, is, is the guy that I really wanted to work with. Yeah. So we ended up working together, and and it, you know what, he, we we spent a lot of time together. He was he spent a lot of time sitting next to us. Again, I think we had like a moment where Gareth and I just chatted for like two hours about most random shit you can possibly imagine. Awesome. Uh, but it was so inspiring. Uh, this guy is one of us. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. He's not one of these, I don't know, Hollywood people or one of these crazy producers or whatever. He's one of us. He's, he's a craftsman. He has skills. He understands every single aspect of, of, of creative process. He's, he's good at that himself. He can do stuff himself. And when you work with someone like that, it's it's just inspiring. It's just wonderful. You which respect is why, it, though, uh, yeah. It's like a respect and a trust. You know what? Yeah. That's exactly that. It's like when he said something, I I just took it. Like that's it. Yeah. You know, that's 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 it. And I because of that, I really really hope that Godzilla will do well because it feels like I, I put all of myself into it. I, I worked sixteen hours days. Like sixteen hours. I, after Godzilla, I had severe headache issues. I had to go to doctor. I had to take medicines just because I worked so much. Mm. I all completely burnt out. Yeah. But I, I really, truly hope it's going to be worth it because if if Gareth managed to to bring at least a third of himself into that film, uh, it's going to be great. Awesome. Well, there you go, man. Well, I mean, I really didn't know a ton about it, so you just totally sold me on it. So, 
Yeah, I mean, then um, hopefully everybody that's listening on the podcast who watches it and we all enjoy it, it's that's a really challenging um, project to make, I think. So if it's done right in the right way, um, it could be really awesome. So uh, that's cool, man. And that's really um, impressive and amazing that you've been able to um, work with these guys, even the, the guys from Utopia to that director when you're saying just sitting in a room yeah. with these guys. I mean, that's... That's pretty awesome, man, because I really like the first time I saw Utopia, I instantly loved it. The first episode had me hooked. I loved everything, the cinematography, the story building up, the uh, the complexity of the mystery, like the music. It was just so like fresh and new and, and different. And uh, yeah, it's really cool that you were able to work with that guy. I think you we talked about it. We said, you know, all you know, all in all, we worked on movies and this and that and uh and i and i had recently um worked on manifold with anthony who's like my creative partner and all this kind of stuff we were writing Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff together and just building stories and movies together and stuff and and uh there's so much more reward when you're that close to the source of it all you know and yes um, absolutely if you're saying you're sitting there with the director for you know gareth is his name right and you're just able to kind of riff with him and, and be human um, that's yes. really a special thing. I was talking about, there's a quote that Francis Ford Coppola says, and I've mentioned it, sorry to people out here, I've said it before on a podcast, but if you haven't had a chance, you should check out this movie, this documentary his wife made of him when he was making Apocalypse Now. It's called Heart of Darkness. It's, oh, oh uh, I saw it recently. Oh my it's amazing. God. Yeah, that guy is, oh my God. The guy's crazy, man. The amount of like the amount of love and and shit that he like went through to to create that art you know and uh the thing is i was really captivated by was that uh at the end his last quote was like something about like the art form and and i think it resonated with me because he's indeed right and i think what we're on this uh, interesting um, cusp of a lot of the technology is getting more accessible. People are able to grab cameras or whatever, but I don't know, like the media of, of television and, and movies and stuff is, is changing a lot because of video games, the involvement of um, more immersive storytelling and, and controlling and stuff like that. And, and people's, uh, you know, people will still pay people for other people's ideas because not everybody seems to have good ideas, which makes me drives me nuts. But anyways, there's a new medium on the, on the rise of things, you know, it's like when, when, uh, George created ILM and, and created Star Wars and all these kind of things. It's like there was a there was a big change in the system of how things got yes. made when films got made. There we're on the dawn of a new thing, I think. And and uh, but basically what I was saying from what um what he had what Coppola had said was just basically he said like someday uh like just a girl out in the middle of nowhere is gonna grab like her parents' camera and like make an amazing film and it's gonna be beautiful. And the world's going to love it. And he said, that is when it's going to be real art. You know, it's going to mm. be, it's not going to be like, you know, emails and, and, and deals and kissing asses of producers and, and, and all this kind of shit, all this stuff that, I mean, that's an art form in itself. But what he's saying is the purest sense of just creation, storytelling in its most purest form. And, uh, and I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I totally was, agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it for those of you that are listening that haven't been able to chance on work on movies and all that stuff, it's it's a huge effort, fucking massive effort of a lot of people. Even Utopia, like I sit and watch the credits, and I'm like, there's a lot of people in there, you know, there's a lot of people involved <laughs> yeah. in just making these things come to to um, to light. But um, 
I think there there's going to be an interesting shift with this. You just look at the the industry of music and how much it's changed, you know, since like the day of Elvis and how 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 <laughs> yeah. um how it's changed when like Napster came about, the internet came about and then Steve Jobs brought the iTunes store and then all these things now and and what it means to be a musician and how musicians make their money now. It's going to be a very similar thing that's going to happen I think with films. It's just that films are Thank uh, God. I think so too. I think it's. I think. Uh, I think we're in a dawn in an age that kind of needs it. You know, like it seems like nobody's really creating new content on the big scale. You know, like they. they it's because it's too risky, and I totally understand it. If you're going to spend millions of dollars, you're going to want to put it on a safe bet. Unfortunately, art isn't about making safe bets. It's about making a, a wave. It's about pushing things. You know, and and exactly. that's yeah. That's, exactly. Look at for example the alien. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah. Alien yeah. was a huge risk. Huge it was risk, it was yeah. taking risk and every look at any move. Look at Apocalypse now. Yeah. If you watch the documentary. Oh, so many people hated on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about taking a massive risk and it's about everything going down the hill. Yep. And yet that's exactly what we need. I mean, I don't know, I like some of the people you had on the podcast, they, they inspire me to do stuff. And in fact, as as we had a few emails, and 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 as as I told you, I'm I'm I've just started doing something on my own, and it's a, it's a tiny little thing, and I'm doing like a, a two minute animation, hand drawn animation. And That's awesome. That's a lot no of one, animation. Yeah, but no one's gonna see. No one's gonna see it, and I don't care. I really don't. This is the most selfish thing I've ever done in my life. Good for I'm you. doing this for myself. I'm yeah. doing this literally for myself, and and I have no clue. I know shit about anime. I don't. I know nothing about anime. What made you want to do that? Uh, like, what brought about? But, like, why specifically animation? Well, it it wasn't because of animation. I I used to be like ten or more years ago, like when I was doing motion graphics i was also uh, i just kind of like rolled into vfx and post production and i started doing some of directing i di- directed a few advertisements for telly and uh, did a few music videos as a director and and also just did just like experimental videos yeah. uh, basically i would just just grab a camera uh, grab a few friends uh, talk to some ex-girlfriends of mine, apologize ten times, and then ask them, "Yeah, I know what happened, but could you just please stand in the background while we're filming this?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and surprisingly, they would do that. Uh, so uh, I, I would do a lot of that. And um, becoming a concept artist seven years ago um, made me forget about that. Made me forget about the importance of just the reason why you do it. Why yeah. You, about, it's, it's easy about to get distracted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get you get into the pipeline thing, and and, and and you know, I mean, look, I worked on on that wonderful project that is Godzilla. I worked on Guardians of the Galaxy. I worked on Edge of Tomorrow recently as well. I worked on, on like a few films. I worked on Batman games. Big fucking deal. Uh, but, but listen, that what does it mean? It means nothing. I think, I think they were about. 20, 30 concept artists on, on, on Godzilla alone. I think you say that too because you've accomplished it, you know, because I think for people that are out there that don't haven't had that sensation or feeling, because I say the same thing. And before I would, hadn't, hadn't experienced it, there would be that moment where I'm like, I must experience that, you know? You know what I'm saying? But that's, I realized lately that it's, it was, I was, up until recently, 
up until very recently, I, I was chasing that. Oh, so I'm able to say I worked on this and that and that. But that only lasts so long. But that's the thing I think about the our the man the mankind situation with just how we develop and grow is uh, when we've obtained the thing it's like the child at christmas you give them all your the presents instantly it's like they blast through it they don't ex they don't really enjoy it and then by the time it comes for them to really oh, wow. understand i'm it. keeping that one that's that's a great that's a great that's one. what it is really though it's like once you have it it's like oh well i have it now and so your brain just kind of categorizes it itemizes it and stores it away and then it's like you mm -hmm. kind of you disconnect from it instantly and you're like, all right, now to the next thing, you know. And I've been talking a lot about that with Anthony, my friend Anthony Jones, about that um, really being cautious of the situation that you're in and, and, and really uh, um, being um, understanding of how thankful you should be of the situation depending on what it is, you know, but or whatever oh, it is. You know? But no, 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 I, think, no, I don't think I'm, I'm getting that from you at all, but I'm thinking I, I'm basically saying I have the same thing. I have the same, uh, um, like, dilemma i suppose you know like we're um yeah like okay we've done these things we've 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 accomplished a pretty high level of of work um now what you know but yeah. not not in the sense where it's like i want this or that it's just like uh, what is next you know in the well the next thing is is, is our own stuff yes, like yes your project my own project you know what that's that's it that's what it's about because the as mentioned, these little videos that I did, they still feed me with pleasure and they feed me with pride, even though they were, trust me, the shittiest, fucking most embarrassing things I've ever done in my life. But <laughs> I, I don't care. Because yeah. I remember what I got from that was, yeah. was this emotional experience, which, which was so incredibly powerful. It, it still keeps me going. I did music videos, which I'm absolutely not proud of but they gave me something which which is just absolutely wonderful and now i'm doing the same thing i decided look i used to animate 2d graphics uh, and as you know uh, it's it's all about timing learning timing learning things you can you can give character even to a circle that moves around so i've done this for a few years and then after that i've done drawing for a few years so why don't I just combine these two now? And 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 also, I've uh, when I was a kid, I, I used to I was mu musically uh, I did uh, did music school. I went to music school for about five years. So I I did in early two thousands years and years later, I did a few soundtracks, just like a like a five six or a bit more uh, soundtracks. And now ten years later, I think why don't I use that as well? Huh, I love yeah. making it. I love music. I absolutely love music. Yeah. Music was almost becoming my my career, but I kind of chose the visual part, not the music part. So, but it's still something I kind of can do halfway, and I love doing it. And it's a hobby. So, with this project that I'm doing now, it's gonna be a shitty looking product. <laughs> I don't care. But you're I doing it care. for yourself. Yeah, I'm doing it. I did uh, already like a, a few uh, tests and I did a few first animations and it, it's really it's really difficult. You ever seen Alberto Miyago's work? You ever seen his work? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love his stuff. His animation is really on point. Yeah. Well, if you look at his stuff and, and now you imagine like a student trying to do 
something like him. <laughs> that's probably what I do. Well, that's why I brought it up. Um, Anis, there's a guy named Anis Sadim, I think his name is. I think I forget. I've really nice guy. Um, did a lot of stuff with uh, Scott Robertson, but he worked with Alberto Miego as well, and he did some some animation um, as well. He was because he's really into animation as well, and he did some stuff. You should check out his stuff too. He's done some. Um, Anis Naim. I think that's his name. Okay. I, I apologize if you're listening right now. I don't. I didn't say your name right. I apologize. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I've heard that name before. Uh, yeah, but, but the thing that I'm doing, it's not going to be about animation. It's just going to be, it's going to be like a slideshow of environments that I want to paint for myself. Yeah. With a little bit of animation I- involved in there, and that's that's what it is. I'm making a short that is going to be just for myself, and I'm going to put it out. Uh, so I get this confirmation thing we talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I really don't. I really it's. It's something that I want to do that I, f- I feel is going to feed back. It's going to it's going to fill me up with with enthusiasm, and it's going to charge me for other things to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the key to this. What we're talking about. It's like do like that's one of the biggest things I ever tell anybody that is, like maybe somebody is asking for advice or wants to me to check out their work or blah blah. I say never do what you don't want to do only do what you want to do and if you don't know what that is yet then you need to go find it and 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 you need to go and soul search inside yourself and that's i mean that could be very daunting but also really amazing because you're like what's more amazing than a blank page i'd t- I'd take a blank page over a scribbled up page any day you know so when you can start mm-hmm. afresh and anew then you can build out from there but i think the most important thing is like like you just look at your life like a blank piece of paper and 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 you can decide what you want it to be um and you can start the the, the interesting thing in, in the, that you can have in in perspective is that um no matter what where you come from and what you do and all that stuff the most powerful people and the the people that I've met are introduced to um just through their books and stuff is that no matter where they come from what they do they always manage to make it the best of the situation you know and 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 they don't let their past or their their future um interfere with their current day existence you know so they're not like oh, man. oh fuck Tell i can't do that it. because of my past it's like go fuck yourself like get up and do it and especially if you have your health and you have the ability to do it and you have a healthy mind and a healthy body um you literally have um no excuse you know like i mean yeah, yeah and yeah it might suck it might you might be stuck with a bad situation of doing whatever it is that you're you know maybe you you know had a child with the wrong person or something and you're stuck with this situation or i'm just throwing stuff out there but you, you you're not stuck in these situations you can get past them so i think you just look at the you know you look at life and if you if you put in all these if you draw all these bad things in there then you're just going to they're always going to be there, you know, and it, and I think if you choose to have something in life, you should make sure it's a choice of something that you love or else what's the point in doing it, dude? Because you're going to eventually wake up one day and be like, I don't like what I do, you know, yeah. and, and yeah, money, I mean, money is deciding factor too. that money has been an interesting thing for me, especially yeah. growing up, uh, not having a lot and then making money and I'd be like, oh, I want to have, you know, this, this and that. And then I realize that it comes from an insecurity, you know. I don't need all this stuff. You don't really need much in this world. You just need like to be loved and you need a shelter and some food. And uh, other than that, you're, you're, you're good, you know, and you don't need love from everybody in the universe. You just need love from the right people that are closest to you, you know? And if you get more than that, it's amazing, but it's, I think you just need it from the people that are 
that you that you invest enough and you feel con- connected with enough you know healthy wise you know so mm. but so true sorry i'm ranting no, i've been learning a lot no, lately so no yeah. no 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 ash this i mean you're not ranting because this is a very important point because i keep hearing about oh it, it, it's not fair or it's not oh whatever I, i'm not talented or i'm i'm this and that so look talented listen, yeah. i i was i i realized that i i i know what it is to, to be in, in a tricky situation and and by god there are far more horrible stories than mine of course but i, I was a fucking war refugee and 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 being like that, I didn't have a chance to to really socialize with local uh, uh, with locals where I lived in Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, I, I only had people in in the camp, and and people of my age in the camp, and, and people of my age camp uh, mostly were criminals, unfortunately, because they didn't they they couldn't no one could go to work. We were not allowed to. So they're kind of just no forced into that did. situation, almost no, in a sense. Yeah, no one, no one was allowed in any of the schools. Uh, I was really lucky to be allowed in this one particular school, and that was only because I got this. Uh, I don't know how you call it, stipendium. Just uh, someone paid me. Someone sponsored me. Yeah, sponsor. Uh, yeah, uh, but everyone was just just unemployed, uh, stuck in that fucking barrack. And, and not being so I'm not justifying the fact that they were criminals uh, at all uh, but they were criminals and you know uh, it was so hard for me to I mean I, we would sit down in the evening drink and 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 there were a lot of drugs I never took any they were even dealing with drugs and and it was the hardest thing in the world to uh, not to take drugs not to go out with them afterwards and, and go do fucking burgling because a few of them were burglars. Uh, the hardest thing of all was actually not to do any of that, to have a beer, one beer, and go to bed and go to school, to school where I'm, an, a, I'm a complete outcast and no one likes me in that fucking school. Hmm. Uh, and yet I did make an effort. I did go to that school and, and go would go back to my friends who made money by stealing or dealing drugs uh, and they were loaded mind you there were times when, when and they would take me with them to clubs and we, we would go out clubbing for like four or five days and they would just be just and, and I was at times I was really jealous because they had money and I had nothing I literally had nothing I, I remember once I would take like a sandwich that my mom would make my mom would make me a sandwich and I would go to a club <laughs> with with a sandwich that my mom made because that's badass to, to buy anything to you know they would buy me drinks and stuff so uh, it's almost good that you have that though because it's like constantly reminding you of like what you could do but you just decide not to you know because you're that was hard that was hard not to do that of course that temptation's a bitch yeah yeah that was hard not to do that to, to, to do so if someone comes to me and says like, "Oh, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to draw. I don't want to do studies." Fuck off. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> don't. Yeah. Don't. We sound like old people now, huh? We're getting yeah, older. Because that's yeah. like it's funny because as a teenager you're always like, "You don't know me. You don't can't relate to me. You don't blah blah blah." You know. And then as as you get older, you go like, "Ah, oh, you fucking you're a kid. You don't know what you're talking about." 
you have no yeah. clue, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're right. And I think like, that's, that's a wise thing of you to say. It's like, you know, like, yeah, you had it rough. Of course, other people have had it more, but at the same time, you're, your you're your own self and entitled to your own ex experiences um, and your reaction to those things. And then the idea and the fact that you were able to make something out of it um, significant for yourself and to find um, internal like calmness or peace, because that seems like what you feel now, right? Because you've reached like yeah. that, that pinnacle yeah. of who you are. And then you have these experiences with, you know, titles and all these things. And, uh, you know, like, oh, he's a director or he's done this film, blah, blah, blah. Of course, it's very cool and admirable, ab admirable, but it's not the it's not the end all be all for these kind of things. I think it's mostly um, your what you were saying and what we talked about. And I think that was really the when you said mentioned that in Facebook, I was like, ah, I really need to have you on the podcast because my favorite thing is to have really legitimate conversations with people just honest with themselves, you know. And and you said like, you know, I've worked on these things, but I really found the most um, beneficial like. Um, creatively inside and you related the same thing to me it's like yeah we've worked on these films but the, the some of the most fun things about it was like just connecting hum with another human being that had similar thoughts or not similar yeah. thoughts or but even a person that has opposing thoughts but teaches you you know like how to think mm -hmm. you know and that's really uh, a beautiful thing I think you know it's just one of those mm -hmm. definitely really great definitely. experiences you know and we're so lucky to have experienced them you know and all in all it's a good place to be yeah. in your career when you when you feel like this. There's a lot of internal um, strength, you know, and internal like uh, um, clarity. You know, it's people yeah. die for clarity like this. It's a, it's it doesn't happen unless you really experience things wholeheartedly for years or however long. I guess you can experience things pretty quickly, but but the uh, clarity of of uh, what you're experiencing, I think that's really what. Um, that we're talking about here, you know, the clarity of experience, the clarity of uh, understanding yourself, you know, and what you're doing. It's hard, you know, it's much harder to do that, to be, I, uh, for me, the hardest thing, for example, I'm just take like a very simple example is, for example, the skill of drawing. Um, the hardest thing for me was to admit to myself that I'm not as good as I think I am. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fuck it was, yeah. <laughs> it was the single hardest thing to do. And and since I've kind of overcome that, since I've realized that, that's it 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 kind of changed its face. The whole kind of getting better isn't a terrible, draining or horrible thing that is a frustration. No, it's a wonderful thing. I was recently in Henry Young's workshop. Henry Young is like a very famous uh, guy in terms of life drawing. He's, 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 he has this wonderful book on life drawing, and he's just tremendous. In he's that. super, super good, uh, right? I think I've seen a video yeah. of his, like he does crazy workshops and stuff. Incredible, incredible. So he was here in London recently, and, and I um, took off. I didn't want to take any commissions for a few days, uh, and, and I went for three days just life drawing. I got so much from this dude oh yeah i, I bet so oh and it, it wasn't and the least of it was the actual techniques of drawings it was all about how to how to approach it in your mind how to how to deal with yourself how to see how to allow yourself to make mistakes how to how to be okay with not 
being good enough and to accept the fact that it takes years. And, and you know what? The one thing that I took away from the workshop after three or four days was I am now really, really, really happy that it takes many, many years to become as good as him. Yeah. I'm really happy that not everyone can do that, that it takes years, that it takes dedication, yeah. um, that it takes, takes all of you. You have to, you can't cheat it. You just can't cheat it. You have to put yourself, you have to invest it. And only then, maybe, you'll become as good. And that's the thing I got from that workshop, appreciating the fact that, yeah, it takes years, and I like the fact that it takes years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think a part of that also, in my mind, it says, like, if it takes this long, then that means that there's going to be less people that are going to do it because it, it, not everybody can handle that, you know, that determination. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there's... Talk about there's, photo bashing. There, yeah, which at the same time, there's a place, the time and a place, like, because I talked about that a lot with uh, Miche Kuchara, and he does crazy photo bashing, but it's beautiful. It looks amazing, and he, he manages to capture exactly what he needs for the client within a timely basis, which is the mad machine of um, movies and games nowadays, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, so there's an art to that, and I agree, and I think there's a time and a place for it, and I think it's totally ha it's valid for where it is. But when you're talking about, you're talking about, like, the fundamental, like, yeah. hardcore, like, yeah, yeah. being an artist, like, uh, yeah, a, a, person, a person of seeing, you know, like, uh, mm -hmm. the, a, a way of living by the sense of creation through, like, the connection from your hand to your eye, you know, like, yeah. seeing, you know, the translation. So, that's a whole different uh, monster in a ballpark, and, and I have utmost admiration for that people that do that stuff i mean when i was in school and we did uh we do live drawing and stuff i i learned a lot it was very frustrating i remember not being able to look at the paper and having to close one eye and all these things and like tricks to shut my brain out you know and yeah. uh i just it's a bummer that after school i start to realize all these things and i wish that like i would have paid better attention at the time because i was like oh, i just want to draw like fucking cool stuff you know like why are you making me draw this flower leaf you know but then i realized you know through the time of growth i realized like how beautiful that stuff is in its own set in its own sense you know so but yeah, yeah i mean i don't know, i don't want to put um uh, people who are good at photo bashing down because no, I, don't I, think I saw so. i saw much of his work i know we, 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 we had a few uh conversations he's a good guy and and the thing why why his stuff works is because he is good He's good he's at incredibly anything. Good he's at he's it. a really yeah. strong artist. He's got a great foundation, and yeah. which, you know that is why anything else that he does works. But um, what I'm a bit tired of is that people kind of skip the whole part. They <laughs> skip. I, I mean, there you'd be surprised. You go to live drawing sessions or just outdoor sketching, which we do a lot here in London. We just go. We meet on weekend. We just go out. You know, Soho drink coffees and sketch, you know, uh, uh, and you'd be surprised how terrible we are at sketching, which is, which is embarrassing. We are all professional artists. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yet we are terrible at sketching. So we sketching what, imagination or from the world perceived like... No, the pr both. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. But you're left without, without all the trickery, without yes. anything, when you're left without the paper... And pen, pencil, whatever you're using, yeah, uh, it, it, 
it's quite uh, sobering to be <laughs> like, oh, okay, so we are actually that shit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you can hide behind. Um, but I think true artists, true true visionaries, true creators, um, uh, they know what it is. They know how to do it. And then when you have that form of mind and vision, you can see right through it. You know. Um, mm -hmm because you have that passage that's that's funny that you say that too uh i think uh, i think i mentioned to you when i was creating i'm still creating the stuff i'm doing my personal project and and i really wanted to um i focused on design and motion stuff for a while um with all the movies and stuff but then um deep down inside i, I always go like ah, i really want to live up to my childhood dream of like making a book or a comic or some kind of thing you know out of this stuff and and so I, I was reteaching myself how to draw, and it's been a lot of fun. But yeah, the first time I was doing, it, I was like, "Geez, I like really suck." And I was like looking well, at this, going like, "I could easily just go back to design because I feel like I'm somewhat decent at it." But I'm like, "No, nah, I'm gonna stick with this because it's hard, and then I suck at it, and then I can, I can only get better, you know." <laughs> but it's it's yes. fucking daunting. It's all fucking hell though, because it's like very. Uh, like looks me right in the face. It's like I'm having this relationship with the monitor, and it's looking me right in the face and go like, "Oh, you suck! Like you mm. suck." Well, <laughs> well, let me tell you that I, I mean, I, I, I've told you we had conversations before, and and I've told you I hugely appreciate the fact that you actually make an effort and you draw stuff. You actually draw your characters, and they have personalities, and it's very different. Like, I mean, look, I what I'm doing, like what I post on my Facebook most of the time is is kind of like mainstreamish uh, but what you're doing is 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 leaning towards the japanese culture which which is strangely not as popular uh, for some <laughs> for reason. A weird a reason for a very i mean I, I don't understand it maybe that's even a good thing because if yeah, those guys good. come out <laughs> we are dead we are de if if any one of these artists start posting we will all lose our jobs <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you seen otomo's inks drawing you probably have you're a fan right yeah he's one of my favorite artists so yeah and I there are many like that <laughs> i hate him and i love him at the same time just because anytime that i feel like i'm getting somewhat okay and i just like i open up like because i have a whole shelf area like with all his books and it's like open up one of his books and like fuck I suck I suck so bad like I suck horribly, but then I just go all right well my goal is this is like a secret fan goal I have I want to make something good enough that like I somehow I can get to Japan somehow and like meet him somehow that's like a big like nerd goal internally for me <laughs> is to do something that's good a nice enough goal. why not sure I mean uh. The world is what I want it to be, you know. So hey, you never know. You never, you never know, man. Yeah. You never know. So, but the thing is, I got to be cautious. I'm like, I can't draw like him. I, I'm not born like him. I'm not the same person. He's, he's a completely different person, different experiences, and different muse. And, and uh, when he was doing what he's doing, Japanese culture is definitely different too from the American culture. It's discipline in a different way, and, uh, and so um, I feel like I'm 30 now, and so I have a bit of a late start. But at the same time, I really want to do something I feel is, is impressive enough. I started when I was 30. That's fine. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Well then there we go, you know? So, but at 30, I think you have a whole different frame of mind. So I think, um, 
like uh, with There's like. There's wrong. You did. You did your years. You you you're a more mature person. I, I used to look at it as a disadvantage, but yeah. now, actually, I look at it as an advantage because you are more mature as a person. Yeah. Which is what matters. Well, you, you can you can sit there for you can sit there for hours and just draw, and none of it would work. But then you can sit there for 30 seconds and then have an idea and that works, you know. So, and that's what it is. It's the frame of mind. It's like the frame of being like, oh, like today I'm going to invest my time in this and this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to be very defined about it. And then um, concise and, and, and you, exec, you, you, you fucking execute it perfectly. And that's really where, um, that's just how I see kind of like what Otomo must have been doing. I'm just guessing, but like. That's why. That's how I did all those sketches. I did like 270 of them, and I did them in like Shit, I did man. them in like five months. But I also work like three it's or four life. jobs. Like right now, I'm juggling 14 different projects right now. If I have 14 different things wow. that I'm doing, or I'm involved in some way, and uh, I need to stop it. I have to cut all this out after May. I'm gonna stop. How much do you sleep? Uh, not a lot lately, unfortunately. It's been really bad. I I I go through stints where I I get a rhythm and I feel better and I get like six to eight hours, which is really amazing. But right now I'm on like the three to four hour rhythm, and it's three to four hour. It's really bad. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that for like two days. Yeah, I don't. I I don't. I don't like doing it personally. I've been uh, so like so like all week I'll do it, and then the weekend I'll I'll finally catch up and be it. But I'm kind of a, like a shithead um, when I don't get sleep because I'm like all like diva and uh, and like cranky and stuff, and I just feel bad for Aren't everybody people, around me. What's that? We're all like that. We'll yeah, that yeah. I think. Well, I realize the biggest problem for me at all times is always when I don't get enough sleep. Um, and it's unfortunate that that's like always my biggest problem because I'm just so excited about doing all this stuff, you know, or I just have, I have commitments to clients or commitments to myself or my own projects and I don't want to stop. And, uh, that's when it gets really tricky, you know, and it gets kind of consuming, but I don't know, I'm just rambling on, but I, what I was going to say is I think a guy like Otomo or any of these guys, I I look, I look at like, um, what Todd McFarlane did with his spawn thing, um, or like Ashley Wood, how Ashley Wood made all those books, and and he's got the toy thing going on, um, or or, or like um, Frank Miller and stuff. I, these guys, they, there's no way that they just sat there and just like, uh, I'm bored, you know? Like, or they just sit there and go like, I'm just gonna, I'm not very good. I'm not gonna draw today. Bullshit. They sat there and they fucking faced it every day, and they drew, no matter what. They're sick or um, they had some drama in their life. I'm, I guarantee you at every time they were just sitting there drawing to perfect themselves at what they're doing, whether they weren't really, some of them aren't amazing artists, but they were really amazing at other things. And they're amazing at networking and, and, and getting a business going and, and creating like a, um, which are all the skills we need. I mean, yeah, we, we yeah. need, we need all of these skills. Yeah. Well, it depends on what your desires are, right. You know, like it's yeah. important to define your end goal because if you don't have that, then you can be kind of, it can get kind of tricky, um, but I think that that's absolutely um, special and important to have that um, that side of you, you know, especially if you well, decide you to do what? it on yourself. I have, so. I have a few students and, and, and they're amazing people and, and really talented. And, and I always see that like when like the first thing I say to my students, the very first thing is I will not teach you how to draw. And you always see this face how they how they their face melts in the in the that's the very first thing i say to them. <laughs> it's probably the worst strategy to do no uh, that's good because they come to learn and they pay money for that obviously and and but the very first thing i tell to them is i can't teach you to draw 
I can help you. I can help you uh, show you the way. I can I can navigate you, uh, but it's gonna have to be you. And yeah. if you're willing to accept this, we can go ahead and continue this. If you can't, then we've got nothing to do together now. It's it's done. It's it's there's no point in this. Huh, that's good. I mean, honestly, then and that's, that's the good. very first. It's the very first thing I say, and I wish. I wish, wish, wish someone told me that. I, I really, I, th- I thought I, I, I bought all of the fucking Norman DVDs. I watched every, <laughs> every tutorial out there. I, I downloaded every single brush set that was posted. Um, and yet I didn't manage to do what these guys did. It was only when I gave the idea of someone magically transferring these skills to me uh, realizing that I'm on my own, and it's it's just gonna be me. I'm gonna have to do the, all the work. Yep, it's all you, man. Like, yeah, and it happened like two years ago. And, and trust me, two years ago I gave up gaming. I haven't played a game for two over two years, actually. Nice. <laughs> I I committed myself to like doing tons and tons of studies. I, like at times I had recently six sessions of life drawings a week or something like that this wow. is pretty crazy yeah yeah but that's the, i i know i there's no point well there's this amazing guy why is he amazing well because he's doing it he's he's sacrificing so much he's, he's putting himself into the he committed himself to something yeah uh, so if you want to do that stop talking about it just fucking do it yeah yeah exactly very very simple it's very very simple you want to play violin as an instrument go do it there's no way there's no way someone can tell you how to play violin. (laughs) yeah imagine learning by being told how to play violin yeah Yeah. how can you there's no way the only way to learn violin is to actually play it over and over and over and over and over again torture your neighbors and your mom and your girlfriend and whatever but (laughs) eventually you'll be able to play it so i think it's a very it's exactly the same thing it's yeah. just, it's exactly the same thing as playing an instrument very relatable or, or doing martial arts or whatever you know it's it's a skill yeah exactly i think that's when that's was going to say too about jujitsu it's like it, it, cha- it actually made my art and just my creative process better um because of mm. how i re- pre- approach things you know but you, you, you're totally right i think wayne gretzky said it we we're talking about this the other day it's like um I guess like Gretzky was this hockey player, right? Yeah, he was one of the greatest of all time. But yeah, he would yeah, say, yeah. He, something about like um, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So it's like totally, uh, you know. Oh wow. That's that's it, you know. So I like that. But yeah, it's like like you said, you just gotta show up and do it. There's a book called um, the the War of Art. I think uh, it's, yeah yeah the War of Art. Um, have you ever read that Stephen Pressfield's book? And going pro. No, but it sounds familiar, actually. You should check them out. Um, they're right up your alley with this kind of stuff. I'm really into literature like this stuff as well. I listen to audiobooks on self-help stuff because it just feel mm-hmm. like um, it's just ingredients to goodness to yourself, you know, if you can really oh, yeah, be yeah, yeah. open to it. But you should check it out. Um, uh, that's the, the War of Art and uh, Catch That Frog or Eat That Frog or something like that. I think that's the name of the other book. But um, those two and also going pro by Stephen Pressfield, but Stephen Pressfield kind of has that same thing. And it's all about like what makes a pro to comparison to the amateur. And one of the biggest things he says is like a pro shows up, like a professional shows up and does the work. Um, an amateur 
thinks about it and doesn't. There's that whole study where um, there's this there's this teacher that um, tests his students in the art school, art class and they splits the class in half and he has one side of the, of the um, he says one he tells one other side that you're going to be judged on your quality. Um, so give me one piece and then the other side he says like you're you're going to be judged on your um, quantity and um, so he gives it all the way to the end of the semester or whatever. And so uh, the one side that has to do the quality is like constantly debating and figuring out what's the best quality and blah, blah. And they're just like, they, they only come up with one thing. Or I guess they were supposed to come up with more, but they just keep debating. And they only focus on one thing. Whereas the other group, they're constantly throwing themselves at things and trying to come up with like a better um, kind of thing. And they have all these experiences and through all the experiences, they actually come out way more accomplished because they're willing to put themselves through the experience. And so it just, it just goes to show that, um, you are the amount based in this, this genre of, of creativity or whatever art or whatever, you are the sum of all that you do. Um, so yeah. if you've never drawn an ear, then you need to sit there and draw an ear if that's what you're supposed to be trying to do. <laughs> and I need to tell myself that too, because I always feel like I can cheat it. You know, I'm like, oh, I don't even fucking draw that. I don't want to sit there and draw. Uh, I just, I just want to draw this mech or I want to draw this like fucking yeah. punk rocker dude on a bike punching stuff, you know, like, or I just want to draw like a car. Hands. It's like hands, right? Hands. It, yeah. It's the biggest, it's the hardest. So I, I know, I remember I was fed up with not being able to draw hands at some point. That was years back. Uh, and I was like, okay, so uh, I'm going to be smart about it. So I tried to find a way how to, how to kind of cheat it. And it yeah. just didn't work. No, you just can't. So, no, and I sat down and I did literally three or four hundred studies of my own hand. And guess what? Years later, I still can't draw a hand because it's, <laughs> it's, it takes more. It takes, yeah, it takes more. If, if I want to draw hands really well, I'll probably have to do another few hundred of them. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you'd, you'd have it. to draw. You'd have to probably draw, I don't know, I'm just guessing a number. Like You'd probably have to draw like, I don't know, 5,000 hands. Yeah probably yeah, about that yeah. until you kind of really understood it. That's one thing I brought yeah. up too. I, I, I talk about Frank Frazetta. He's one of my favorites too um, growing mm. up and he still is just because like, I just like, I really admire like what he was able to do, but a lot of oh things, my God, of his, course. that yeah. dude, that dude worked really hard for like, I think he's, I think th there's this part in this documentary and I think I brought it up before in the podcast. Where I watched it. That's I a great it. documentary. But the funny thing is they, they skipped the most important part of his career. They said for a decade he was drawing these things, these comics or whatever. He was doing it for a decade. And then he started <laughs> doing his own thing. I'm like, well, fucking hell. You just passed 10 years of his most important part of his career. I mean, of course they want to talk about his success and stuff. But that 10 years, I guarantee you, it's like he's been drawing since he was a kid. He had all the fundamentals. He had all the right stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, he gets the opportunity to do these things. And he, then he spends another 10 years of just hard work. Of course he's mm. going to be amazing, dude. Of course. He, you know, it's there's like there, there's a 10,000-hour... Go ahead. Yeah, my, my friend Marko Djurjevic, who runs Six Mavodka. Everyone sees this like, oh, he's, like, so super talented and just, like, freak. That's such thing. He works hard. Eight. And he told me, I've asked him when, like, at some point, he's like, well, how the fuck can you do it? He says, well, well, most people don't know that he's been working professionally for, I don't know, 17 or 20 years already. Yep. Of, like, ridiculously hard work. I don't, uh, I don't want to hear that sometimes because I'm like, that's how long it takes. But at the same time, like you said, there's refuge in understanding the truth of that fact, you know, that it is going to take a long time. And if you do truly love it, then you will do it and stick with it. You know? I think it's the nicest thing in the world once you accept it. Yes. I think it, it, it feels so good because like 
okay, so the pressure's off. I can finally enjoy this fucking thing. I, it's, it, yes, I can go on and I can just do what I like doing. And yeah. It's going to take me time and that's fine because it's going to take me time. And, yeah. and I'm going to enjoy the process because fuck it, you can be hit by a car next day. What do you have? Frustration of not being good as some guy on Facebook? What? Enjoy what you're doing, man. That's the thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think there's a there's a, a calm bliss within that rationalization of that's the, that's the actual thing that's going to be happening for you if you really want to achieve greatness. There's a 10,000-hour rule, and I think guys like in Frizenna's range, they're, they're like at the at 100 and 50,000 hour, you know, if you really break down, you know, I think it's also really important to, um, to really sit down and, 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 uh, I've been doing this recently and then the only actual thing that I allow myself to do aside from jujitsu, um, for pleasure is the podcast. And then the rest of it is, is either for my family, family time, or it's very strict regiment hours of work. And, um, because if you look at your life and you think, okay, well, I sleep like six hours a day, there's 24 hours in the day. And so I'm literally having 18 hours and then, you know, I got shit and piss and then I got to eat. So that's like two hours, I guess, cause I take a shit for an hour and I'm joking. <laughs> but then you, if you break down the science and the math and the numbers of actual like your existence here, um, you really get a, uh, a, a quick understanding of like shit i only actually have like literally six days of uh, six hours a day of just like mashing production time and mm -hmm. and then you put that into a week of five days or whatever and then you're in that and, the, and it and becomes for me it, it's like fuck it's like you got to get in there and you got to do it you know because you don't have mm -hmm. a lot of time and you got to really put in the, the hours you know and that's that was one of my goals with the lost boy thing is that i i told myself, well, I'm going to try and do 250 drawings. Let's see if I can do it. 250 sketches, all unique, all different, all special, all their own thing. They can all live on their own. And then I did it because I set it as my priority every day to give myself at least an hour, every day and at least an hour um, to draw and whatever it was, just to sketch it out and get the energy out. And then uh, just from that process, it allowed me to, to, to make all that. But it, it came from a spawn of a lot of time, you know. But it was like an hour each day. I think to myself, man, if I didn't have to, like, earn a living, I could just do what I wanted, you know. And I think I'm trying to figure out a way to connect what I want to do with earning a living, which I do it now. It's just not as defined as what I want it to be. It's, it's never yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. easy. But if I can find that connection, it's going to be really awesome, hopefully. You will. <laughs> I, I think, just take time. I think we I think we all will. I think, um, uh, to be quite honest with you, I, I, this this very podcast is is a very optimistic thing for me personally because I've listened to some of the people that really kind of put hope in me and, and they gave me like, yeah, fuck, man, it's, we 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 are the next generation. We are yeah. we are the the makers of of the next generation of media of of the movies of the games what whatnot. And, and we need to take things in our own hands. And we can. Look, I'm doing this little animation shit thing. And, and I have all the information I need. I went on the internet. I've downloaded uh, from YouTube like 20 videos that explain exactly what I need to do. I know people from the industry that can help me. I, I have books. I have... Uh, tools that allow me to do that. I subscribe to Adobe Cloud now. 
just because of that. <laughs> I have like a bunch of software that allows me to do that. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. This is an amazing point in time where we can actually, where we're not as dependent on on the suits and the guys, you know, giving us the ticket in the industry. We can do a lot of stuff ourselves. Absolutely, man. Do, Especially with Kickstarter that, and stuff. Crowd, yeah, crowdsource uh, funding, yeah. Yes, exactly. Those who do, they they will be they will be the ones that set the bar for the next generation. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm I, I'm looking forward to um, talking a little bit about this as well further in depth. I was having a, re- a lot of really good chats with Anthony Jones, who uh, had huge, tremendous success with his Kickstarter. But he's also fighting himself because he got the success from it. But then the idea of what you know, the he hadn't finished his book, so he has to finish it. Then he has all these expectations, and he wants it to be perfect. So all these really interesting things that actually come from the idea that you do get funding for doing what you love to do, and you do get praise for it. And then even when you're there, how to really harness that. So um, it's we'll I'll talk a bit about it more, but I think that's kind of in line with what you're talking about, like the opportunities, getting opportunities, and actually capitalizing on them, like you're saying, like using every resource and your abilities to get there, you know, like, and using everything to the fullest that you can, you know, um, because life is yeah. short and, 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 um, nobody, nobody in this world is going to live up to the dreams that you want other than you, because only, you know what that is, you know? So, but, yeah. yeah, well, I'm excited to see that. I think you got to yeah. make sure that, uh, I know you're like, you're being humble about it and shy and stuff and that's good. You should be, you should, you should under, you should just keep doing it, but under like estimate how good it'll be, you know? So that at the end, you're like, even if it's somewhat good, you're like, well, you know, that's not that bad. And then you'll, <laughs> you'll be like, bad. I'll, I'll do the next bad. thing. I'll do the next <laughs> thing, you know? And you'll grow it from is, that and keep yeah. going, you know? So exactly, exactly. It's a stepping stone and, and, and I'll see where it takes me. The, the main thing for me is the process now. And I think I've matured finally, finally, finally I'm matured enough to just enjoy the process to not being dependent on, Facebook people uh, confirming that I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> Good for doing. you. Yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead. And I'm gonna do it, and I'm hopefully continue uh, working on games and movies and doing work for VFX, like for example, NPC. Recently, they've been really good to me. Done quite a lot of film work for them. Nice. And and at the other on the other side, do my own projects, and it's gonna be a nice balance. Awesome. Listen, man, it was it, it was an absolute thrill talking to you now yeah thank you so uh, much man thank I, you i really wait, listen if, if you ever happen to uh take a flight to london or europe you have to come over i have to introduce you to the guys we have a really really nice group of people fantastic artists good friends it'd be amazing um, there's fantastic beer <laughs> <laughs> dude i would love to meet everybody and hang out that would be fucking awesome i i'm gonna try and make sure i can get over there sometime um in the near future one of my really close friends alistair he's he moved out there i used to work with him at prologue and he's out there now and then like ollie moss is my friend ollie moss is out there and i had a mm-hmm. couple other really great friends out there and it would just be a really amazing just to see everybody um maybe i'll try to bring my wife with me and we can go cruise around check out the madness and all the epic culture and there's, stuff so there's 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 so much listen really yeah, there's yeah. so much and and I, I'd really love to meet you in person because this is all. This great is good until yeah. There's a level to it though. <laughs> when we're yeah, sitting together I, I, and I, slapping I, each other in the face. That's when it gets more exactly, fun. <laughs> exactly. I want to get you to a nice pub. Get you. <laughs> whoa, and, whoa. And kiss, 
carry you home. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll no, no, I'm really, really <laughs> no, I, I hear you. Just to see, to build bridges, because I think there's, there's a lot of things happening in California, and there's now a lot of things happening here in London, and we should we should all connect, I think. Absolutely. I totally, totally down. And dude, thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure you're, you're totally humbled and you're very, like you have a very com like calm way and demeanor about what you're doing. And I, I appreciate it. I know that everybody that's listening, I'm sure appreciates that as well, because I think if anything, I think that the fans of the podcast have, have constantly been, it's, it's been about people that are in the middle of their journey or starting their journey or have finished a part of their journey and they want to have something else. And, and I think by understanding that they're not alone, that they have, mm. that we're all in this kind of same kind of weird system yes. of, of constant, uh, stimul like simulational relapse, I guess we, we, we want to call it. Yeah. It makes it less daunting and, 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 and challenging, you know? So yeah, I really yeah. appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And, um, yeah, dude, we'll just keep, keep in touch, man. And, and, uh, We'll keep sharing stuff. I'll share some of the Lost Boy stuff as it comes in, as Definitely. I'm able to get time to it. So, and, and I appreciate Definitely. all I'll, I'll send you and I'll send you an update of my of my stuff that I'm doing. And yeah, please do, dude. All right, all right, dude. Thank you very much for everything. Again, thanks very much for inviting me here. It, it was absolutely amazing. And now I'm off to cuddle with my wife. Go, dude. That's way more important. Get out the podcast and go caress your Vitamix before you do that. So. <laughs> Give, give it a kiss for me. <laughs> okay, okay, you have a good day. Have a good day. Yeah. You, you too, buddy. Ciao, ciao. Have a good night.